today, as a matter of fact, the bars are opening, so my basement's going to be filled with people today. Well, 25 people. That's that's how many people are allowed at the bar today. The uh, Boston bar downstairs. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, who, who knows? By the end of this episode, I, I might go down there. You never, you never know. Uh, but, uh, no, it, it's good to see the starting. Uh, I mean, the, the city's starting to reopen. And, uh, and and how's San Francisco doing? You guys open up bars now yet? or what's uh, going No there? bars. I believe bars uh, open the 10th. Uh, no, not 10th. You know what? I'm not sure the exact date, but the bars are not open yet. Um, you know, so, you know, we're very... Uh, San Francisco's a whole different country. You know what I'm saying? So politically... Uh, I love it. Not Texas. We're not Florida. We're not, you know, North Carolina. We're not, you know, Georgia. It's a whole different ballgame, as you know. (laughs) Right. And I I can't wait. I'm so sad my beloved Oakland Raiders are now the Las Vegas Raiders. It's even painful to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue very well. But I'm hoping, uh, you know, within the foreseeable future, next couple years, I hope they uh, they play the 49ers in San Francisco, so I can come back and uh, and hang it at Stately Wing Manor, and uh, we can have we can have another adventure again because we had a hell of a time when I was down there. Before. Yeah, I owe you a visit, just like I was telling you the other day. You know, it's my turn, and you know things oh, yeah. are a little more brighter for me on the financial situation. So as soon as uh, my company allows us to take vacations, you know, I owe you a visit. I'm looking forward to New Orleans, and uh, you oh, know. So fucking a. But I, I you know, I, I got to get back to uh, to San Francisco too, man, because you know how much I love that city. And, oh, uh, I know exactly how you love the city. It's and great. I'm sure. I mean, how long's it, how long's know. it been since my last visit? <laughs> it uh, it'll be five years. Five years. So so my kids are probably in kindergarten now. I should probably stop <laughs> next time and, exactly. and then see them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I knocked up uh, the manager at that bar we were hanging out at. You know, my little Asian sensation there. I think you did, actually. I think you did. I think my, you did. My, you know. my little Eskimo hoe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, we were supposed to hook up and get the three of us, you, me, Doc, 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 at uh, the Rock and Pod Expo, and shit went down, and, you know, and, you know, whatever shit happens. And uh, we've had uh, plans to hook up, but yeah, man. I'm going to get out there soon, and you're going to get your ass back to San Francisco, and we're going to terrorize the fucking bars like we did. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking A. Fucking A. All right. Well, here's something that surprised me. Even though, for all intents and purposes, uh, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is is pretty much defunct. I just, you know, what I'm doing here, I'm honoring uh, the fan-paid episodes, and then, you know, I'm going to put this thing six foot in the ground. I'm still going to leave the episodes up so people can enjoy them. Uh, But I got a review, and this is from somebody uh, (laughs) I don't think this guy realizes uh, that that the show's over, really. Uh, (laughs) But he left a great review, so I'm going to read it here. This is from Jeff Wildman Beers. He left a five-star review entitled, It's Totally Radical. And he says, and I quote, Dude, this podcast is totally rad. They talk about some rocking stuff, and it's rad. Totally. My favorite <laughs> podcast to crack open a 12-pack to or jam out to at work. This podcast is definitely a babe magnet podcast. 
right on, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, awesome. Well, yeah, well, Jeff Wildman fears, hey, you know, the show may be over, but you got a lot of catching up to do. So enjoy the close to, it'll probably be around 300, uh, you know, when I, when I hold the, the, the funeral for it. But uh, it, it, it's nice to know that people are still discovering the show. I'm very proud. What's his name, Jeff Wilder? Jeff Wildman Beers. Yeah, Jeff Wildman, class of 1983. Radical, dude. You rule, brother. That's so cool. And it's and to piggyback on what you're saying about the end of the, you goddamn right you're going to fucking keep up the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. You don't delete that shit because it's over. You keep it for eternity, brother, because it's fucking classic. And Jeff the Wildman, you're my boy, brother. My man. I'm keeping it going because right now it only costs me 10 bucks a month. If the shit ever gets, it, it's cost you ten bucks a month since the inception in, in 2014. So hey, what, yeah, you know, I, what, a I couple know. less rolling rocks, Ranger. Come on. Yeah. yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying, if it ever got to a point, you know, where it's like you know twenty or thirty, because I'm I'm grandfathered in at that price with Podbean. I believe if you join Podbean now, you pay more than that a month for uh, hosting the show. So uh, oh, you know, okay. t- ten bucks. You know, yeah, yeah. Fuck ten bucks. You know, I I do. 10 bucks of coke while I'm waiting for the bus on the way to work, you know? Uh, bam, bam, bam! Bam, bam, bam! You know? But, you know, at some point, you never know. And uh, But the great thing is, you know, people can download all these episodes, too. You can always download your favorite episode. Or you can just, like, listen to it over and over again and, and inflate the ratings and, and inflate my, my ego. Uh, yeah, either one will work, you know? But uh, I, I, back in 2014, you'd have almost three fucking hundred episodes. That's pretty yeah. amazing, dude. You know, big ups. You got to give props. And I certainly do. So fucking a, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Very proud of it, and uh, you know, proud of, of the family that's been created through the show. You know, and then you're part of that family. Oh, and uh, you know, you. it's 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 great to have you on this. You are. One of our most classic guests of all time. You probably guessed on more episodes than anybody else. Uh, and when I, when I put, well, I, I think you know you haven't calculated. You have the number. You remember what date it happened. Uh, but I, but I, 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 th- I think it's safe to say you've had the most guest appearances on the show. Um, but uh, you know, I put a little teaser on the Facebook page. About mm-hmm. you, uh, about you, Gaston, man, and people were so excited, so excited to yeah, have that you back. Very nice, brother, and I fucking just uh, soaked it in on the very kind comments, and uh, it's cool that people acknowledge the uh, contribution of uh, the podcast that you and Ralph created. I was just honored to be part of it, and yeah, I've been. I think this is, uh, geez, 25, 30 episodes I've been on throughout the years. So yeah, man. It's uh, you, honored, you, and I was very, very. Just, what's that? What's that? I said you. You tell me the number. <laughs> I know yeah, you know. Exactly. I'm all about numbers, but yeah, I, I saw that, and I was very, <clears throat> very humbled and, and grateful, and just right on, man. You know, you do oh, something, jeers, yeah. and just to be part of the creation, I was honored. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. You know, and and and, and there was the, there was the big outcry uh, when everybody knew that. Uh, you know, rock and metal was it was over for me and Ralph as as a team together. A lot of people were like, "Oh, Ian and Bill Wank that that's the obvious, you know that that's the the only place this could go." 
But <laughs> the thing is, you and me are two wild guys. And, 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 and we do what we do. Neither one of us is going to edit. And, and that's the reality of this shit, kids. You have to have somebody who edits. And, you know, I, I'm lucky now. I, I have an amazing uh, new partner in Joshua Toomey that, that does an amazing job. And Ralph was incredible, legendary for his editing of the shows. Amazing. Amazing. What's so, what's so awesome is that these episodes are being edited by listeners, you know, by, by fans of the show. And how how awesome is that? I mean, I think I've had like three or four different listeners so far um, edit these fan-paid episodes. And just the dedication, because that's a lot of work, you know. To, by the time you guys hear this, you know, there's so much shit cut out. And you know improvements in sound and music added, and that's you know that's a lot of hard work. And I respect everybody who who does that on on their respective shows. And it just shows you what an incredible, incredible fan base that this show has. That we have people willing to do that, you know. And so, a thank you to everybody who's who's edited and will continue to edit these uh, final episodes. Yeah, I, I heard the, uh, the 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 awesome Jeff uh, West episode, Jim West. Yes, and um, it was amazing. And, uh, and I, I believe that was Anthony Bonex edited that one. I believe. Well, and, I don't know that guy, but he did fantastic, and it's great. And yeah, the dedication, the fucking oh, fan yeah. base is amazing and um, epic. Epic. Oh, yeah. Holy. And as far as you and me doing the podcast, yeah, I heard that big time from everybody. And I think last night when our marathon phone conversation, you said a little bit more to the situation about me not being able to do it after two weeks. <laughs> when you were acting like I was Andy Kaufman, you were imitating me. Uh, Halford. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, really viral. Uh, last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, definitely, you know, the listeners might not know this. You know, but but you you like to be part of big episodes, and you know you've been you've been part of a lot of the Kiss episodes, and those were always the biggest ones. You know, like oh god, you know, don't get me started on that shit. We already got to talk about this fucking band, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was funny. Here's a little behind the scenes that that a lot of you listeners don't know. So we always picked them for big bands and big albums, and at one time we. We uh, got a hold of Wayne. We wanted to be. We knew what a, a huge Judas Priest fan you are, and we wanted you to be. Uh, we were going to review Rob Halford's um, solo album Resurrection, which a lot of people consider a return to form. You know, it was him doing metal again, and an album that Ralph and I both really love. And <laughs> I'll never forget calling you. I was like, "Hey, man, you want to record with us this week?" You're like, "Yeah, awesome! What album?" I was like, "Rob Halford Resurrection." You're like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Yeah, I uh, uh, guess I'm not doing anything. Yeah. All right, I'll be there. Yeah, so I I I, I, I can see your 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 interest wane depending on on what we were doing, and uh, you know, and it, it doesn't matter because anytime you've been on the show, you've knocked it out of the ballpark, you know. Uh, well, I wouldn't say every time. There's one episode I passed out in the middle of an episode. I'm not exactly, I didn't knock it out. I got knocked out after. Oh, a fan. oh, God! I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You wouldn't. The creatures. You're of the, the paragon of virtue. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, I mean, who hasn't done that on this show? I, I mean, 
Yeah. Right. Ralph passed Ralph passed out and threw up, you know. I blacked out and then woke up singing Boston. You you passed out. You know, it, it's it's uh it, it's it's a rite, a rite of passage. <laughs> you know. Some of those so, just amazing times, man. We had so much fun doing this. I certainly did, man. <clears throat> I could do a podcast on each individual experience of each individual podcast. I mean, there's so much more to the story where you were in your life, you know, the last six years, whether it's with the ex-Miss Wang, blah, 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 you know, the whole bit. So, uh, yeah, they've been amazing, amazing. It was only one year I didn't appear on, and that would be 2019. So, um, yeah. yeah. But you're back now. You're back I'm now. I'm back now, baby boy. You're, you're back now, and where's Ralph? Where's Ralph? No Ralph, but Wang's still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like Ralph said, if you remember correctly, I'm sure one of the diehard fans, someone like Sam Wentz or Connor or any of the rock and metal kids, I call them, and uh, the KID, um, there was one episode Ralph said, if I die, I want Wang. The only person that could replace me is Wang. And Ralph, I'm replacing you for one episode right here. Thank <laughs> you, our love, brother man. You know, despite all the bullshit that happens between all of us, because sometimes we can all, you know, get up caught up with the internet bullshit. You know, we're thinking of you, brother, and uh, we're thinking of you, rock and metal fans, because they're the best on the fucking planet. Yeah, and, and that being said, uh, I, I just found out the other day that uh, that Ralph is in the hospital. Yeah, you and, told me uh, that last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a post that uh, uh, Ken Mills made, and then I got a message from another listener. And, uh, you know, Ralph and I don't talk. We haven't talked since, you know, we split up in uh, February. Right. Uh, I, I, I've had no contact with him. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I don't wish anything bad on the dude. You know, I, I don't wish him any ill health. I don't wish, you know... It, it, He's not Sammy Hagar, <laughs> you know. He, he he doesn't deserve to die. I mean, we we are no longer friends, and you know, people holding out for like some kind of reunion don't don't because it, it ended. This shit ended bad, and uh, there's still ill feelings. But at that same time, uh, I don't wish nothing bad on the man. You know, of course we, not. We 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 created something incredible with this show, and and. I still give him all the respect he he deserves as a, as an entertainer, as a you know performer and stuff. And I know he's doing his own thing, and I know he's doing great. And and I don't I, I don't follow it. I'm not checking up to see what's going on. But I know he's doing good, you know, because he because he's right. Ralph. You know, I wouldn't have done the show with the guy if I thought he sucked. You know, so uh, so I I wish him nothing but a speedy recovery, and uh, you know, hopefully you guys get some more Vinny Vincent. Uh, videos coming soon. Right, exactly. We'll bump those numbers. Yeah, man. Whatever Ralph <laughs> feels right now, uh, meant uh, health-wise and everything. I wish him nothing but the best. I don't. I haven't talked to him since we the the night we made up and uh, cleared the air and everything. And that was the last I uh, spoke to him. That was probably a year ago, I guess. So whatever it is, I'm sending him nothing but positive vibes and loves. All so right. There you go. Fucking a. Well, enough. <clears throat> Meryl Streep sad sack shit. Let's get right, on right, with right. the news. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Let's get on with the news. Mm-hmm. And, and this, uh, you brought this up. I didn't realize this. This is your first time doing the news with me, huh? Yeah. Actually, time. I think we did the news on the my very first episode, Lick It Up, December ah. of 2000. 
2014, episode 30. That was your first episode? Sir, it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was wondering today, I, I didn't know if that was your first episode or point of entry. No, point of entry, I think, was the third episode. <laughs> this guy, the third episode. Well, I've only been on like 25, 30 episodes. You've been on like 300, so of course I know each individual episode. Uh, Come on, man. All right. Well, this first, this first story deals with somebody who is in the mm-hmm. band we talked about on your third episode. And that's mm-hmm. uh, K.K. Downing. And he once again defends the Judas Priest album Nostradamus, said it was something original. And this was something I, I heard a lot about when he initially left the band, that a lot of it was due to him being in a bad place because he, he, he felt really let down that the fans hated Nostradamus. The majority of fans did not like that album. Uh, no, it, I'm it, it, didn't, <laughs> it, it didn't sell well. And, uh, you know, that kind of was an impetus of, of him thinking like, you know, what am I doing? You know, maybe I should leave this, you know. But in later years, it comes out, you know, you find out more about him, uh, his tumultuous relationship with KK, da- I mean, uh, with uh, Glenn Tipton. Right, and, that was and, and, right. And, and, and shit like that. But uh, this is something I, I latched on to right away, like, uh, you know, about how he felt about this album. But it was an album that I just... I mean, I thought it was a bad idea from the start when it was first, like, released that they were doing it. I was like, ooh, I don't know if this is a smart move. But, you know, I was a first-day buyer. I've got a deluxe edition that came with a big book and all this shit. And, uh, but I listened to it. I was like, ugh. You know, but I, you know, it's a power metal album. I'm not a power metal guy. I like music you get laid to, not, not like pussy repellent. And to me, like, power metal is, like, pussy repellent. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, and I even went back not too long ago. I was on a huge Judas Priest kick, and I, I put this album back on my phone, you know, because I listen to so much music at work, on my way to work, blah, blah, blah. I was like, let me give it another chance, because sometimes your opinion changed. And still to this day, when songs come on, I'm like, man, I, I just ain't feeling this. How did you feel about Nostradamus? Did you even buy it? Uh, no, I didn't buy it. I definitely listened to it, saw the, the you know, the tour, obviously, and uh, it was just boring. It did nothing for me. <clears throat> and listen to it all, because I didn't buy it doesn't mean I didn't listen to it. But yeah, it did nothing for me. And you're coming from somebody that saw Scream of Vengeance tour, Defenders of the Faith tour, Turbo tour, um, Ram It Down tour with Slayer, uh, Painkiller tour with Megadeth and Testament and and all the other ones that, that followed. So, you know, I've been, the, they're my number three band, man. They're my number three band. And no, I did, it was boring. I didn't like it at all. So, yeah, I didn't like it, man. Yeah. You, you, so, you saw so many fucking, I, I, I mean, you, you and Ralph saw like so many classic tours. What's the last show you went to? <laughs> you probably know this since we talked so much. Um,. Was it the Damn. Saxons? Did you go see Saxon? Yeah, maybe that was it. Saxon, I got pictures with them guys and everything. Yeah, um, I think it, maybe it was Machine Head, actually. I think it was Machine Head at the, up the street at the... So it was a long time. I haven't been to a concert in a really long time, you know. Yeah, I, I'm lucky. I saw uh, Overkill right before everything went to shit, you know. 
Right, yeah. great interview, I might add. Very uh, good interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was good. so nice. So Made nice. it on Blabbermouth. Made it yeah, on Yeah, yeah. My, my first uh, and so far only appearance. But we've got some interviews coming up on, on my new show, Diablos and Podcastica. Um, but uh, so nice. So I mean, got to hang out on the fucking tour bus. And, and it was cool because my, my co-host, Josh Toomey, interviewed Blitz again for the new project that he's got out that uh, BPMD or whatever it is you know it's him uh, Mike Portnoy Phil Demo uh, formerly a, a Machine Head and Mike Mangini and they did like a 70's cover album so he interviewed him um, for that and when he was talking to me he goes yeah he goes you, uh, my co-host interviewed you for our new show right before you know everything went to shit and, and so he, he posted a clip of it when he was talking to him. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I remember that, dude. He goes, that motherfucker was in the pit all night long. <laughs> and and he, he, goes, he, goes, he goes, we did the interview. He goes, then when the show starts, and it's funny, he said, he said, yeah, that long orange, or he said, that long blonde reddish hair of his, I saw him bouncing around in the pit the whole night. I was thinking like, I'm not a fucking ginger, god damn it! I have a soul, you know. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, oh yeah, that guy's so nice. Fuck, never been oh. a big fan of the band. Respect big time, but can't say I'm Mr. Expert. But that interview, he seems so down to earth and oh, you know, salt, oh, salt of the fucking earth, so nice. And I even told him, yeah, like, I, 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 I told him when, when we talked, I was like, man, I, I. Used to be I couldn't stand you guys because of your fucking voice. I'm like now I love you, you know. But I was being honest, and mm. he was just so cool and down to earth, and uh, very much looking forward to shows in general starting back up again. And and hopefully the next time they come around, I go talk to him again because the whole band was fucking nice. This shit, so cool, fucking cool. All righty, well here's a here's a sad one. This this, this guy's doing worse than Ralph. Uh, Frankie Benali. Oh wait. Well, 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 I hope he's doing worse around. I hope Rouse isn't that serious. But uh, yeah. the pancreatic Frank- cancer, I oh. hope not. Man, Frankie Benali's in stage four, mm-hmm. which is which is which is very, very bad. And you know, there was an interview I saw a couple weeks ago where he's like, "I know I'm going to die from this. You know, it's a matter of time." But uh, but he's being strong, man. You know, and he he's fighting it to the best of his ability. But uh, man, it's, it's it's just sad, you know. Such an incredible- yeah. I heard him. On, he was he did a pretty extensive interview when I uh, when we we you and me used to have our uh, serious uh, subscription. Right. He was on Eddie Trunk, and it was a very intense and and I mean he just spilled his beans, his guts, his heart, and it was just you just felt. But he just had this fucking uplifting attitude, like you know. You know, most people, when they come down with that, from what I've read, uh, fortunately, I don't know any family people that have gone through their loved ones, but there are like doom and gloom. It's like the end of the world, and which it is, generally speaking. And he was just so upbeat and it's like, fuck this. His attitude was like, uh, he wasn't convincing himself he was going to live until he was 80, but he's all, I'm going to live all I can live while I'm alive. And it's like, what a fucking great attitude. You know, oh, when you yeah. go to work, it you know, bitching on your bosses, fucking being a little bitch to, then there's Frankie Benelli. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, he was so nice when I when I got to meet him. Uh, I, I met him. I met him when the uh, the classic lineup got back together in the late '90s, I think, early 2000s or whatever. 
Uh, I went and saw him and got to meet him all. And he was just so cool. But, you know, it was weird. I, you know, I, I saw the story and I'm doing some Googling and shit on Quiet Riot. It's like, I forget how old he is, but like Rudy Sarzo is turning 70 this year. Right. You know, it's like, holy shit. But now he's probably five-ish, probably. I don't know. He, he, he might, well, fuck. If you say so, I ain't going to go against you because you, you, <laughs> you know the facts. But, uh, you know, it, it's still like, oh, man, all the all the people we grew up on, you know. Cause it's mm-hmm. funny, I, you know, I just turned 46, which mm-hmm. is insane because I don't, you know, mentally I'm still 15. I don't feel like I'm 46. And uh, <laughs> obviously my life isn't where a 46-year-old should be either. But, you know, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's like sometimes you don't realize how old you are. He'll uh, be 69 in November. Frankie? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Wow. That's when... Uh, I November just... 14th, 1951. Yep. Wow. That's... Uh, I saw uh, Rudy Sarzo will be... Yeah, Rudy Sarzo will be 70 in November as well. That's insane, November. dude. That's insane. But it's just like, wow, to think about these people that we grew up listening to, seeing on MTV... You know, they're going to start dropping. You, you don't even need, like, a coronavirus. These, You know, just the laws of averages. These motherfuckers are going to start dropping like flies. Yeah. And, and what sucks is with the way uh, everything is now in the world and there's no concerts and shit like that, there's probably a lot of people who could do an honest-to-goodness farewell tour that they're just not going to get to. You're just not going to see them anymore, you know? Right. Because by the time shit gets back going, uh, they're either going to be dead or, you know, they're going to be too old to do this shit, you know? Or too scared to do this shit. Some 70-year-old, a fucking little itty-bitty club, tick-tock in on a Wednesday night with 400 people. Nah. Yeah. (laughs) No thanks, you know? Exactly. Well, that's another thing you brought up because, you know, talking about, like, the, the fucking Wang Chung Lung, you know, the disease from China. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. You, you know, you know, these people are more susceptible to it than anybody else. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Just, just mm-hmm. being at that age, so it's sad. But man, I, I wish him uh, nothing but the best. And he's a stand-up guy and a hell of a drummer. So, fucking a. I, I, uh, I hope he finds peace. Yeah. Right. All exactly. right. Holy shit! So, somebody now. Now, there's always those people like you know. You, you wish the best and, and you hope they live nice and long, you know. And then the next story is about Tommy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Mastacholi. Did you see those uh, the, the two videos that Tommy Lee put out last week? Oh, my goodness gracious. Did I ever? And I was appalled and my ears are suing me for fucking, my, fucking them up. It's like, what the fuck happened? Method the mayhem boy. You were part of fucking Shout of the Devil. Hello. What the fuck? So yeah, I heard him and I was just like, no, this is terrible. Oh, horrible. Oh, yeah. I'm embarrassing. So-, so it was embarrassing. I mean, yeah. fucking embarrassing. Dude, really? I mean, where, where are we going here? Come on, guy. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. It's like, this is just terrible. Sure, he's fucking a hot-ass young little bitch, but, you know, without that money, home will be all later, guy. You know, come on, let's be real here. 
know? Right. Yeah, she might leave after she heard that song, you know? Yeah, I mean, no shit. No shit. But I, I, there's one thing that I, I will say. I, I honestly believe that he's into this kind of shit because he's been going that way for years now. I mean, here here's another thing that ought to make you feel old. I mean, like, Methods of Mayhem was like 20 fucking years ago. Yeah, nineteen nine. I saw him on ninety nine Ozfest. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I mean, is that insane? That that it was that long ago. He was he was already going that direction. All right. But, mm. but I don't. He just really seems to suffer from this, you know, Peter Pan disease. Like he tries so hard to remain relevant and current, you know. But who, who yeah. knows? You know, who am I to judge? Maybe he honestly really likes that shit. But mm. just to me, it, it just seems like a sad. Uh, grasp at, at you know you you know I mean you know he's like a fifty something year old man he's and, and that dick's so big he probably got to take twice to be at Viagra you know to fucking to get that motherfucker up you know exactly the Pamela Anderson videos were like twenty five years ago when he was like uh, you know a lot younger now it's yeah. like diddly ding 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 like uh, you know <laughs> the, the other thing bigger than Tommy Lee's dick is Pamela Anderson's pussy holy <laughs> shit holy shit. Oh my god, yeah. I remember when I saw that video and her clit was right underneath her chin. I was like, oh my <laughs> god. Oh, oh my man. god, is that a big pussy? Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, it, it, it's Very so large. Big. Very large. It, it swallowed Brett Michaels' career. That's how big it was. Oh my god. Baby, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Holy shit. You, you could fit fucking CeCe DeVille's hairdo in there. That's how big... Pamela Anderson's pussy is. Exactly. Oh my god. She could hide the bomb that was barbed wire in her pussy and everybody would be safe. That's how big her pussy is. That's a fucking big people. It's a big pussy. It's a big pussy. A big old pussy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Crazy it, shit, dude. Crazy it, shit. It, it's so big that Brandon walked back inside of it when he heard that fucking song. <laughs> and decided not to beat his ass yeah, up. Yeah, didn't have to put his head down or nothing. You know, no, like, oh, I'm going to hit the door. No, nope, just walk straight in. That is a big pussy. Holy shit. Very big. Uh, all right. Next story. Next story. What do we got here? Uh, let's see. Oh, my God. Mm. Sammy Hagar's still alive. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. And uh, he's been doing this lockdown session shit. You know, you see a lot of bands doing this shit right now. Oh, which yeah. I, I, which I, I saw it this morning because I knew you'd probably bring it up. <laughs> a, 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 lot of, a lot of them are really cool. You know who's been doing, like, some incredible shit is uh, Charlie Benente from Anthrax. Oh, uh, Oh, man. He, he got together with Alex Skolnick, and I don't know who the bass player is. But the, the guy is phenomenal. Never heard of him before, but he's phenomenal. Uh, the dude from Suicidal Tendencies? Oh, that's right. He's, that's right. He's in Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, but they, yeah. They, they did a, a whole series of Rush songs. I saw uh, no, no. I, I stand corrected. That's why I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Fucking amazing. Amazing. Oh, God. That, that bass. Yes, sir. I yeah, stand that, corrected. That bass player was amazing. But, but Charlie's... Charlie's done a lot of other stuff with other people too, but man, that, that series of Rush songs he did with Skolnick and and, and the dude from Suicidal, holy moly! And I, I I like seeing bands staying active and doing shit, you know. But uh, just when you're like, 
oh yay you know you know coronavirus going on everybody's depressed sad locked down in their house but at least you got good musicians you know doing some videos to cheer you up to make you smile and then here comes Samuel Horatio Hagar to fuck everything up. Oh, like, here we hey, go. hey kids, I want to do it too. You know? Oh my <laughs> God. <coughs> Him, it was dyed beard. I saw that right now they did the, the latest one, the Van Halen song. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he said that he's willing to go out and perform before there's any kind of, uh, uh, you know, Annie Dope for the oh, yeah, yeah. Tough guy out of body. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I say good, good. Do it right now. Do it right now. I hope this motherfucker goes to the Trump rally on Juneteenth and and, and uh, performs his horrible music. Somebody cough on this motherfucker. No, will he? Sign the, 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 no, hold on. <laughs> I hope he does too. And I I want to say something else about the rest of the crowd and the and the people. So I'll shut up there. You know, everybody has to sign their little, uh, the little uh, contract. I will not sue if I get the COVID. Right. You know, I bet you Hagar didn't sign it. You know what I'm saying? So when he goes to those rallies in the deep south, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, I, 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 I hope he got, man. Just can something kill off this motherfucker? Now, will he outlive you? You are, let's see, about 20 years younger than Mr. Hagar. Will you outlive Hagar? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, well, my liver's so pickled that should preserve me for a while. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this would be apocalyptic if that son of a bitch outlives you. Yeah, that that, that would be bad. But, you know, if, if I ever I mean, don't you can't don't, put the voodoo jinx on that bitch for years, you know? Yeah, yeah, don't fool yourself. If I ever get like some Frankie Bedali news, uh, oh, I'm going to I'm uh, going to be oh, I'm oh, here. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be an active shooter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you'll you'll come to San Francisco next, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because that fucking <laughs> yeah, because in good health, I'm too fucking cute to go to jail. But if I know my days are numbered anyway, you know, mm. oh yeah, yeah, th right. then I'm gonna be like, oh, let let me get some, one of those guns you motherfuckers are so crazy about. And I will take this. But if you ever do time in jail, talking about being too cute with that curly little blonde, the mop of yours, yeah. you know the nickname I give you, lovable love boat in prison. Yeah. Not gonna love that nickname. <laughs> oh no, dude! I, I you know, I, believe it or not, hey, I did spend a night in jail. Surprise! <laughs> and uh, oh my god, let's just say I slept on my fucking back. Yeah, you know? yeah I've been there too. Sucks. Oh, oh man. I, I got in. I think I think I finally got you know put in my cell about five in the morning, and there was there was overcrowding in the jail, so there's there, there there's two people in the bunks and they give me this fucking uh, this mat to lay on, on the floor, and I'm sitting there. I'm like I just talked to the other two guys. I'm like, what are you in for? One guy's like weed. I'm like, what are you in for? The other guy's like robbery. And I was like, okay, uh, at least nobody's like a, you know, uh, a molester or something. But I still slept on my fucking back, you know. All right. Was this the wet reckless? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this was the reckless. I was a victim yeah, that, of... That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck 9-11. Fuck 9-11 in, uh, <laughs> in 2012. I was a victim of 12-2. Uh, <laughs> that was the Raiders losing to the fucking Arizona Cardinals in overtime. And I ended up in jail. 
yeah. yeah. You know the yeah. story well. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you know, pe- people don't even remember 9-11 anymore, but I remember 12-2, you know. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe, Back in maybe the summer of 12-2. There's a reason he remembers it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Funny story. I love that story. Oh, yeah, my, my experience in jail was worse than that song. Yeah, I've done a few uh, nights in uh, jail myself, so I know how it is. But uh, but basically, the moral of the story is, is, Sammy Hagar, people have enough shit to deal with besides you uh, torturing them with your fucking scary talent. Just uh, <laughs> stay at home. Stay at home. Yeah, oh, yeah I saw that, and I knew you would hate him, and... They were terrible. Oh, guy, and and here's another guy. Oh my God, I can't believe this fucker's still alive. Uh, fucking Ted Nugent said Donald Trump was sent here by God. Yeah, I saw that pathetic and, bull. And, what and, a black piece of shit. And you know what? I think he's right. You know, because if you read the Old Testament, God sent a lot of plagues. <laughs> you know, and uh, right. his newest one uh, is orange. Yeah. So, uh, and there's that. Yeah, then there's that. Fucking mm-hmm. Ted. Fucking mm-hmm. Ted, man. So fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah. But, you know, here here's the thing. You know, everybody, it's no secret. Everybody knows my beliefs, you know, and where I stand, you know. Yeah, you're a, pretty uh, uh, overt and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't give a fuck because I'm not worried about, oh, I'm not going to sell CDs because, uh, you know, I speak my mind. Fuck it. Right. I'd rather I'd rather be uh, you know hated for what I am than love for what I'm not, and I, I firmly mm-hmm. believe that you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's it's so funny. As much as I can't stand Ted Nugent, I think he's a horrible human being. Mm-hmm. Horrible human being. I love his music. I right. love Ted Nugent records. Double and Live Bolto is one of the greatest live albums to ever been released. It's amazing, and I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? And, and I will, and, you know, I've seen Ted Live. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think he's a piece of shit, you know, but I'm going to listen to him, you know. But you see, so many people now on the right refusing to listen to anybody who says something against Trump. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I'm like, man, but, but yet people, you know, us liberals are considered snowflakes. But I saw people, I talked about it on, on my new show. I saw people going off the rails on Cheap Trick because Cheap Trick took part of last week's Blackout Tuesday, mm-hmm. where a, a lot of companies, uh, bands, artists and stuff, they, they just put an all black logo on their social media pages. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, what does that change? It, it changes nothing. But it shows solidarity. It shows you believe uh, in a cause. You believe in equal rights for everybody. And it doesn't harm anybody. It was for one day. But I saw so many people lose their mind on Cheap Trick's Facebook page. Like, mm-hmm. I will never listen to Cheap Trick again. Wow. Like, like really? Like, like what kind of fan are you that you, you would never listen to him again over this, but yet liberals are snowflakes? But if somebody makes oh. fun... You know, of, of you know, it's like God damn. And uh, I, there's a streaming service that I use called Shutter. Uh, it shows all. It's like uh, Netflix, but it's all horror movies and shit. Mm-hmm. They they did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I saw these people. I'm canceling my subscription today, and I'm just like, who's the fucking bitches around here? 
how yep. can you watch that? You know, and I know, and I, and I've, I, I'm not Mr. Political Online, but sometimes I just can't have, I just can't put up with it. So I have to express myself, and I recently have done that. But as far as that, and the thing that I get pissed off is you were talking about all these liberals, and everything. Homeboy's calling people that are never Trumpers, liberals. Homeboy, my favorite president is Reagan. Yeah. I voted for a bunch three times, so and don't you don't have to respond to that. Yeah. So fuck, they're not all liberals, and I'm one of them. I'm a teeny yeah. bit oh. right and, center. So and, and I, 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 I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say it, but you said it first. You are what uh, you know I consider. Republican classic. You are a Reagan Republican. Yeah, Reagan. A little mixture of Rockefeller Republican also. And, and, and but but even you don't believe in you know where the party is right now. Oh my God! How could you? Well, in ten years yeah. they're all going to go. Holy fuck! We fucked up. You know right. what I'm saying? But uh, but I mean I mean seriously, would you if it's if a band you love? Okay, uh, you know uh, Paul Stanley. Took a lot of shit this week, yeah. Because, because he came out uh, denouncing Trump over, you, you know, the, the old man getting knocked down, the seventy-five-year-old man who was protesting. Hey, Buffalo, down. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, man, I saw him take a lot of shit. And I'm like, really, really? You can't pick on this man for lip syncing. This is what this is what finally makes you mad at Paul Stanley. <laughs> like, get right. the fuck out of here. Right. Get the fuck right. out of here. Priorities, you know, people. Right. And it, but but I mean I, I really you know it, Michael Jackson fucked little kids in the asshole. I love Off the Wall. I still listen to that shit. You know, the album is uh, fucking the baddest Michael Jackson album. Better than Thriller. Fucking a. Fuck yeah, dude! It's my favorite. I like it. I like Black Michael Jackson with that big ass bell pepper nose. God damn it! I like <laughs> me some Black Michael Jackson. Yeah, me too. That that is the Roller King and Night. Oh yeah, that's uh, fuck that 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 mm-hmm. fuck that white black or white shit. I don't like no fucking honky Michael Jackson. I like I like me some black Michael Jackson. God damn it! From well, coming Indiana. from the Black Irish, man. Hello. Exactly. Exactly. But again, <laughs> like now now do I do I uh, you know advocate or approve of fucking little kids in the butthole? Hell no. No. Hell no. Yeah. But Rock With You's my yeah. fucking jam. You know? <laughs> That's all Ooh, I'm gonna say. A. Hell yeah. Fucking A. God damn it. Fucking right wing snowflake motherfuckers. Alright. Anyway. But don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. The world is gonna right itself because on Friday, June twenty sixth, Striper is gonna release a life changing new single. Oh, wow. Talk to me. What's it about? Probably about fucking Jesus. What do I know? It's fucking Striper. I'm just laughing <laughs> like, like life-changing. Like, like anybody's going to release some like we are the world shit right now and is going to fix the goddamn problems in this fucking country. Get the fuck out of here. You know how it'd be life-changing if it was a good fucking Striper song? That would be life-changing. Well, there hasn't been one since 1986 uh, album, so then there's that. Oh, yeah, and I agree. And, and, and hey, you know, I say this, I, I rag on, on fucking Striper, but uh, I met Michael Sweet, very nice guy. Very oh, nice I, guy. No. You've met everybody, uh, I haven't met anybody. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a fan, but he's a cool dude. And when I met him, I talked about this before, I said, hey, I'm not a fan, 
But uh, I, I, I complimented him when he was replacing Brad Delp in Boston. You, you being the Boston-loving son of a bitch you are, you know, of the city and the sports teams and everything. Uh, do you like Boston, the band? Do you, um, I do I? No, I mean, I, no. I mean, but do I? Really? Are they? Are they amazing songs? Absolutely. Are they like the soundtrack to my childhood? Absolutely. I never had to buy a record because all I had to do is turn on the radio and every song was on the radio. But oh, yeah. I no, love, no, absolutely, no. I love those yeah, but no, am I a uh, Joe fan? No, but do I respect them and love those songs? Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I, I love Boston. I love Boston. But but I'm like you. I'm like you. It's like very rarely do I go back because classic rock radio killed the fuck out of it to you know, oh, suck all, all the enjoyment. But the bottom line is Brad Delp had one of the best voices in oh, the history my God. of rock and yes. roll. I, 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 I will take Brad Delp over fucking Freddie Mercury every day of the week. Brad yeah, Delp. Not, not a big Queen fan. Never have been. Yeah, so. yeah, me either. But Brad Delp just had like the most amazing voice. And I'll never forget when it was announced that Michael Sweet was going to be filling in for Brad Delp after his unfortunate suicide. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Are you shitting me? This guy? This fucking, you know fucking oral roberts motherfucker gonna replace brad delp and then i and and then i heard it and i was like okay i was wrong i was wrong i need to hear that i need to hear that i never heard that oh you you could go on youtube i mean it's 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 gonna vary depending on uh you know the quality you know of of the source and stuff because i mean i mean he didn't record with him but he he performed with him live Okay. okay. Holy shit. You know, if you find a decent recording, you know, that wasn't recorded on somebody's fucking Commodore 64 from the nosebleeds, uh, you know, I I mean, just did an amazing job. And uh, and I complimented him. I said, hey, I didn't think you could do it. I go, you proved me wrong. You did amazing. Very nice guy. What was his response to that? Very very humble. Very nice. I, I think he respected the honesty. Of, the fact uh, that you stuck his dick, and go! You're the greatest yeah, thing since sliced yeah. bread. Ah. I, 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 yeah, I told him. I go, hey, I thought you. There's no way you could do it. I go, and you did it. <laughs> and I go, and you honored, you honored that man. You honored his legacy and his performances. And uh-huh. and he was he was cool, man. He was cool. Uh-huh. And uh, because I wasn't allowed to, Ralph wouldn't allow me to talk to him because we we, we had an interview set up with him at Rock and Pod, and Ralph's uh-huh. like. You're gonna say, you're gonna say something offensive. You're gonna scare him off, and I don't want to do. You're gonna make me look bad, <laughs> you know. And, and Ralph he's like, loved Driver, as I know. oh he yeah no no I'll give, I mean he honestly did love the band. So I mean I get that, but it's like I'm like you know give me a little bit of fucking credit. You know it's like I I do know how to, you know yeah I push boundaries, but I know how to be respectful too. I'm not gonna be a total fucking jackass. Uh, you're a gentleman. Come on. Well, let's not push it, but uh, <laughs> that sounded good. Fuck it. But you know, he's like, "Let me do it with Bushy," and I let him do it with Bushy because Bushy, it meant a lot more to Bushy than it would mean. It wouldn't mean anything to me to talk to him or to meet him. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I don't, I don't care. If he's, but I'm not going to be starstruck. I don't care, and I know it would mean more to Bushy. So I'm like, you know what? Go ahead and do it because actually, I think we were booked at the same time like i had i ended up talking to erie vaughn from danzig and sam hayne uh mm-hmm. at the same time and i'd much rather talk to erie vaughn 
than right. fucking Michael Sweet, you know. Mm. But uh, you know, I, I, just, I remember the, the the look of fear in Ralph's eyes when I even walked up to him because <laughs> I did it right before they were supposed to do their interview, and, and he was fine. And I I took a piss next to him in the fucking bathroom, you know, and uh, you know. I, I I guess God likes me more. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but uh, not that I was looking. Uh, no, of but, course uh, not. But no, he's a cool dude. But uh, a life-changing single? Uh, I don't know if that's in the cards. Not so much. Not so much. I'm going to check uh, that out. So. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see if we got anything else new that's worth a shit. We've we've been doing a very uh, very long but very entertaining. Uh, news segment. Now, hopefully that's the case. Hopefully the fans are loving it. I'm entertained, and that's all that matters. That's usually what matters, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that it yeah, works. yeah. I, I, I'm the one guy that never listens, but I want to be happy, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit. Anyways. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no, I, I was talking to you, you know, and the audience might uh, find this amazing. I, I have not listened to an episode of this show since our Rolling Stones Goat's Head Soup album review. Wow. And I don't even I don't even know what year that was. You tell me. Wang. I don't know that. All I know is that there's a YouTube video that Ralph made that is like one of the if not the biggest uh views on YouTube and um, that's a good episode actually. Right. Um, but, but if I remember correctly, I remember looking at that a lot of people on YouTube hated us <laughs> you know because those are people going on you those aren't people familiar with the show or familiar you know those are people who just went on youtube and and you know searched goes well like i told you about that episode last night it's when you know when some videos get linked to and they become viral like a fan page or whatever and i mean it's right. a it's a it's an anomaly you've got all these a lot of those episodes has done really well, but then that stands out crazy. Like, fucking, yeah. I didn't even know. Like, I was telling you last night, 30, 40, 50,000 views or whatever, but it's, like, right. way up. Man. But, but, yeah. but that's, that's I, I'd have to, I haven't looked at our YouTube stuff in a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the thing I, I look at more than the numbers is, is the reviews. And, right. uh, you know, because I want to know, are people enjoying it, you know? Like, like, you know, yeah, a lot of people could check it out, you know, but but do you enjoy it? Do you get it? And a lot of people are like, these guys fucking suck, <laughs> you know, but hey, they gave their opinion. I'm not I'm not for everybody. I'm an acquired taste. Yes, you are. Yeah. This bong hits you up, so. Hey, you know, you know what? I thought beer sucked the first time I drank it. Now I love that shit, you know? I thought Slayer was horrible. Now I love that shit. God uh, hates, hates us all, right? That's right. All right. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. There, there's, there's no other bands that are. Uh, there, there, there's no other band news that's more important than the episode we're about ready to do. Of so course not. Let's get to it. All right. Well, fuck it. That's enough bullshit news. Let's get into this genius pick that uh, Bill Wayne came up with, and this one really. Bill, you are the only person that can at this point in time that could get me to talk about this band that I've, I've really kind of uh, you know turned my back on and I, I find it insane that, that the band that once meant the most to me in the whole wide world uh, I can barely stand anymore even though I, I admit there, there's still music by them that I love I, I'll, I'll always be a Kiss fan 
but I'm just so annoyed by him now. I don't have the same, uh, you know, I don't feel the same magic when I listen to him. I never listen to him, as a matter of fact, anymore. Uh, but it's almost getting to the point, I don't know, part of me hates this band, and part of me, like, still loves, you know, I associate with the magic of being a little kid and being so into this band. But, you know, that, that little kid is 46 years old right now and has high cholesterol. Uh, yeah. But uh, you picked Kiss Revenge, the 1992 album. This is an album that's held in such high regard by a large portion of the Kiss Salvation Army. And uh, I, man, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, there's, I kind of understand that it, it was a, a little bit heavier album released after two really soft albums, but just because it's a little bit heavier doesn't necessarily make it a better album. Uh, but this, this is one that's, a lot of people put this up with their 70s output. I mean, would you, would yeah. you agree that online people oh, absolutely reverence? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Scab Kiss fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the worst, the worst. The right, and, I, I, and, and just, to, just to interject real fast, I, and yeah, you now you've gone on the over the deep end with your hatred totally. See, I can separate from '73 to '83. They're brilliant. I put that and I lock it away over here and say you can't touch this shit. Nobody, you can't talk shit about it. Post that, all you know, it's all good. You know, you can say whatever. Everybody knows I'm the scab kiss assassin. I am the antithesis of a tool for a kiss fan. But as far as '73, '83. No matter what has happened, post that can ever infiltrate the greatness of that. Right. Well, and two, I think the, the 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 scab fans and just the 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 just whack job, crazy fans. I think that has infiltrated your memory, your love, your inspiration of those seventies. Now you equate all together. Just my observation. So I just wanted to clarify. Well, no, no, I I, th- I think I think you bring up some valid points. I definitely could have. Uh, uh, some some influence on that, uh, but I, but I think it also has to do with just uh, my taste have evolved greatly uh, mm. in, in music, and not to say that I don't like some shit because I love some fucking shit. Bang, you know? uh, <laughs> everybody, I love one song. I've never even heard a whole album. <laughs> I couldn't resist Tim Bream. We love you, brother. Yeah, yeah. but hey, I don't give a fuck. That someone like you song is fucking amazing. But uh, but uh, I don't I don't know, man. I, I think I think a lot of it, like you know, has to do with, with with the fandom and just the blind, you know, like oh, everything they do is good, and if you don't love all eras, you're not a Kiss fan. <laughs> Shit. No, but in the same way, like the way that you are, you have an appreciation for the classic shit. Why shit on that? And go, oh man, now that I'm old, I can't really love that. Just that's well, kind of it, it's disingenuous, it, it, quite frankly. Well, it's, you know, it's I'm not, not like, saying like, that. I think you go overboard. I think you equate. This is, this is real talk here. Right. I think you, because of all them fucking. I mean, let's be honest. They are embarrassing those kids fans. They can do no wrong. Phys- like we were talking about last night. All right, physical graffiti is not as good as Crazy Nights. You know what I'm saying? They're just whacked and they're con- they're just crazy. But I still, to this point, I just can separate the two. I'm not going to let any fucking filth infiltrate any rodent 
infiltrate the greatness of 73 to 83. And okay. yes, I realized the first album was 74, but sorry, a year previous to that, it was Kiss. So oh. I, 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 I can separate the two. And yes, I'm a bigger Kiss fan than you. 70s Kiss is my number one band. It has been since I was 12 years old, and it will be the day I die. Now, are they Rush? Great, uh, do I, like we were talking about last night, am I the clown act that says, yeah, no, every, you know, physical graffiti is not as good as this, that, and the other thing? No, man. I can separate my favorite and what's the best. Like, uh, like we said last night, I think we got in a really good conversation. But anyway, so that's just my observation of you. I think now you hate them fans so much that it's clouding your perception of what you loved in the past. My observation. I, I think to a degree you're right. But I'm also like looking back and I realize like with what I listen to and, and what I love now, it's like I was kind of more enamored and in love with the whole thing that Kiss is, though. Because Kiss is more than the music. It's much more than the music. I mean, they were, they, they were superheroes. They were this, they're that. But now when I go back and I judge it solely on the music and I separate the shtick from the fucking music, it's not to say that I don't still like classic era Kiss. You know, and I, I you know... Aside from a couple albums, I love all kids from Inception through Asylum. Uh, but, you know, I just listened to it. I was like, man, there's so much shit that's better than this. And I think in my mind... Love it, my, but you're going to shit on it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, it's it's really, I think, like, looking back and, like, listening to the songs now. Tradition is history, Monday morning quarterback sort of philosophy. No, I'm just I, I'm no it no it's being honest and realizing that I was I was more caught up in the fucking uh, the bubble that is Kiss than the music. Does the music actually stand up? And while yes, I like the songs, but it's 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 so like basic and not removed from Poison and Bay City Rollers. Do I still do I still like it? Yes, but. You know, like, well, you're willing to equate it to that garbage. That there's a little bit more going on there, and I can't define it. But there's something that you that's inside you. Well, I think I, I, little, I, I, I'm saying I'm, I'm, it's a little backhanded compliment. Shut the fuck up and let me talk. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, Ralph. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what I'm getting at, though, I still like these songs, but it's like. It, it, it's really kind of like kitty rock to me, and I, I can't sit here and say I don't like it. But there, there is so much shit that's better than it, and and I really think to myself, if there wasn't this Kiss cloud around it, if there wasn't the makeup and the bombastic show and Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park and all these costumes, would this music still mean as much to me? Does it hold up over the years? And my best friend growing up, you know, I just went home to see my mother last year and then my best friend from high school is still that's the guy every time I go home I stay with him he's the guy that always picks me up from the airport and we were kiss 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 kiss, kiss was everything to us and, and we, we had a discussion and it, and it came naturally I didn't even instigate it you know he just looked at me and goes you know he goes I, ne I, I never listen to kiss anymore and I was like me either you know he goes but, but fucking motorhead you know, I you know I listen to all the time all these other bands and stuff, 
you know, that stuff still stands up and I don't get sick of it. You know, but Kiss, I just don't feel the same fucking magic that I used to. And Kiss was everything. Kiss was everything from 1985, late 85, early 86, till that, that psycho circus bullshit. Kiss was everything to me. And then I had an, I had an epiphany today. Oh, the, I, the infamous epiphany. Go yeah, I, I had an epiphany today, and I realized... Like, when I first became a fan was after Asylum came out. Tears Are Falling. That is the song, and I still, one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, I love all, all, all time. All time. Yeah. But I came in after Asylum. All right. Everything that Kiss has released after Asylum has sucked. <laughs> so, like, the whole time I've been an actual Kiss fan, they've never put out a good album. They've never put out a good album. It's just been shit after shit. On a whole, you're fucking spot on. But as our review coming up shows, each album did have some good songs. As a whole album, top to bottom, there's no Dress to Kill. There's no Hotter Than Hell. There's no Love Gun. There's no Rock and Roll Over. Agree fully. And I don't even agree with your love of Asylum. I like it, but I think you're, you're, you know. But anyways, I digress. But you know, and that's the thing. And I still love Asylum. Like I, you know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. Asylum is worse, is, is better than I thought it used to be. Yeah, it, it, at least it's fucking you know hard rock kiss. You know. Right. right. And it's it's funny. Like every new release was a letdown to me. Uh, you know, after even Asylum, though you loved all of them, you're the biggest Crazy Night fan since Chris Sinzak. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I like a couple songs, but it's still a horrible album. You know, it, it's yeah. a, a bad, you know, I remember the disappointment when I, when I first got it, I was like, this is as good as Asylum. And, you know, when I got Asylum, I got Asylum and then went backwards and discovered, you know, all this music I love, you know, and then Hot in the Shade comes out. I'm like, huh? Yeah, and right. Revenge comes out. I'm like, huh? Then Psycho Circus comes <laughs> oh, out. Oh, no, don't get- give him any tips we don't want to you know you may love it psycho circus comes out like uh, everybody knows come on anybody all right all right i'm just playing along i like songs off psycho circus great tour i saw the first tour date at uh dodger stadium uh halloween night 1998 me and my old man and my ex uh anyways we drove down it was amazing i was doing blow when my dad was oh i felt embarrassed doing blow in the fucking car with my <laughs> anyways i digress cut that out just kidding anyways yeah psycho circus i know there you hated it you don't like any song off it the only song i like is into the void and even that's half fast ah oh, i don't like that song you don't like really the ace nuts oh, where you are and no. you don't like into the void i don't like that song man it's too pedestrian too predictable too easy Lyrics, well, to, to, to me, that's the only song on the album that sounds like Kiss. You know, yeah. uh, Psycho Circus, good song. I like that one. Uh-huh. The song Peoples. I like Within. I really like Within. That's a badass song. Uh-huh. But anyway, I digress, as you were saying. <laughs> but uh, uh, we, we get to this, and it's like, like I said, I, I still like Kiss. But you know, you got to remember, like in '86, I liked Slippery and Wet too. You know. Uh, you know it's just like I don't know to me it's just there, there's so much shit that's better but I do understand how you separate shit because I'm like that with Van Halen 
My favorite oh, band. Oh, acknowledgement. I love yeah, it. Go yeah. ahead. My favorite band of all time is Van Halen. But to me, yep. there's like, there's David Lee Roth and then there's nothing else, you know, and it's completely. In every record says Van Halen, the glorious 5150, OU18. Uh, oh, 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 did you just say the glorious 5150? <laughs> What? I, I, I forgot you liked that shit. I forgot I'm you playing that. on words, homeboy. I'm glorious. In other words, I'm playing off what you think. I know you despise it. Of course I hate it. Come on. No, you like that shit. You like No, shit. I don't. Oh, there you go again. You know, uh, no, I don't. So, okay. anyways. No, I right. love. Yeah, anyways. So, How many uh, times no. have you seen Sammy Hagar? What's that? How many times have you seen Sammy Hagar? Oh, we're going <laughs> to. How many times did I see Sammy Hager? I saw, okay, let me be honest here. I saw 5150 Tour, Halloween Night 96, Cow Palace. I saw a Monsters of Rock Tour, uh, July 28th, 1988, uh, when Metallica basically crushed every band. I saw, um, let's see, I saw, uh, God, I saw Alice in Chains open up for them on the fuck tour and then i saw two solo sammy t shows for free in the later years so five times i know what the i'm the, I'm the devil huh is that tommy in the background <laughs> oh my god so all right did you but, but i i I understand how you can separate shit. That's all I'm saying because there's yeah. the band, band that was the greatest of all time, and then there's like really pale imitations. And yeah, I mean that, that that's what Kiss is now. Kiss is so far removed from what it was. But then another thing, like you find out, you, you know, like you stick around, you find out more about Kiss. Like even half the shit, you know, find out. You know, one of my favorite Ace Frehley guitar solos, I find out, isn't even fucking Ace Frehley. Like, everything about this band is a fucking lie. You know? Uh, you're talking about one fucking song with Dick Wagner on Destroyer. No, 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 no. Fuck, right. fuck Destroyer. Why? Right. That's, that's like one of my least favorite ones. No, well, what, about, what are you referring to? Bob Kulik, Larger Than Life. Oh, okay. You got me there, right? right that, yeah. that, oh my God, that was like you know that that and Strange Ways were my favorite Ace Frehley songs, and then I found out well, at least Strange Ways is Ace Frehley, and and, and, I, and I, I feel bad for Ace because you know who's gonna play for him now that Bob uh, Kulik's dead, you know? <laughs> Bob Kulik, hey man, if you're listening to this podcast, much respect, brother man. You know, so yeah, Larkin Live. Oh, 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 they get this podcast in hell. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I oh, think okay. it's a platform. I think it's on Spotify. Okay, but and, I, and I, I just I don't know for a fact that Bob Kulik is in hell, but Terrence Reardon said that all Jews go to hell. So I, I'm going by, by what I heard. Uh, oh my goodness gracious! That being said, uh, I want everyone to donate to all autism. It's uh, the thing to do, diddly D, and it's a very serious situation. We got number love for all those kind of people. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, all the money comes to me. I'll distribute it. You know, right, right. I, I promise. Uh, where, where were you when this album came out? Where were you in your Kiss fandom? Okay, good question. Just triggered it. Okay, 
By the time Revenge dropped, it had been almost a decade since last I purchased a brand new Kiss album. Really? That was yes, sir. That, that 1984's Animalized. That was the last uh, Kiss album. Wow. That was the last. Yeah, on the real. You know, and I and I say in my little uh, situation <clears> here, <throat> that was the the last time I bought a Kiss album was Animalized. And I. Now, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, not to cut you off, but I'm gonna. During this time uh-huh. that you're not buying current Kiss albums, are they still your favorite band, or at this time is Judas Priest, Rush, and, and Metallica more your favorite That's band? That's a great question, and no, they were not my great. There was, uh, and there's only one person that would know all this shit online that, that we know. It'd be Chubby. Chubby! Chubby! Yeah. My man Chubby. Uh, Chubby. No, uh, when... when uh, Rush, Rush was my number. Rush, let's see. Rush superseded Kiss as my number one band. I would say in 1980. Interesting. So when oh, Permanent wow. Waves came, up, they were my favorite band. I went from Kiss. Kiss was still number two or three, maybe. But uh, at this juncture, yeah. So Rush, Rush was my favorite up until the reunion tour. There was just something about that that just rekindled the the inner child in me or whatever. And then I went... Uh, Interesting you know, that you say the inner child. Interesting. I knew you were going to say that. But anyways, so you asked the question. Let's not get all you know, nitpicking my answer. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, Rush, Rush, uh, Rush is uh, Rush was my favorite band, and you know, musically, if I was on a desert island, I mean, as I've said many, many times, the two bands I would, uh, if you know, if I was the last motherfucker on this island, and music was gonna get me through to the next day, it would be two bands would be Rush and The Cure. Now, if I was living high on the hog, making money day to day, my you know, like just taking advantage of the easy life. Yeah, kiss, of course, alive too and alive, big time. But if shit that matters, where I'm gonna be introspective and just fucking these amazing songs and whatnot, you know, Rush and the Cure do, do more to my heart and my brain than any kiss. But kiss is my favorite band. So if people can't accept that, fuck. Interesting. That that's a very uh, interesting dichotomy right there. Of yeah. What you just said. Yeah. Dichotomy, yeah, it is, okay. but it right. is. I'm not predictable, and I'm not one of the people that you hate so much that has clouded your kiss, fucking love. You know, I'm saying I can separate. I think whatever, man. I'm not gonna fucking go. All right, scab kiss is now gonna make me hate alive too. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, no, no, I get, I get that, but I, I, just, I just, I just put in my notes though that uh, you like rushing the cure better. Um, so. <laughs> Oh my God, Kiss! Anyway, Italy. I think I think you should change the name of your uh, Facebook page to Cure, Cure, Cure Hard Rock Heavy Metal. At least I'll still be there. Play whenever I post when I get all lit up like a Christmas tree and do the Cure. I know it's not going to do good, but I don't give a fuck. You know, the people that are smart love the Cure. The people that are stupid, uh, the Cure. You know, uh, insecure, closet uh, gay people. Anyway, hey, 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 take a guess what album I listened to after we got off the phone last night. Oh, I know exactly. Disintegration. Fucking ain't right. <laughs> I saw the tour, dude. It was, oh my God, magical uh, with my beautiful Rest Your Soul, Lori Sue, who I talk about later in the episode. But yeah, man, that album. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, oh my God, Kiss or Disintegration. Oh, come on. 
you know, like I said, when you're, you know, when things aren't so great and you're not living high on the hog, there's certain things that you could just, you know, just you just can't take for granted. There's stuff like uh, the kiss that just makes me feel great and fun and whatever, you know. Like I said, I separate. I'm not going to let anything negative infiltrate the golden years, 7383, you know. And if you do, that's great. We're all Americans. We have a right to fucking our opinion or whatever. But I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that route, you know what I'm saying? And that's cool if you do, whatever. But anyways. All right. So that was 1984's Animalize album. I continue to support them every tour, every fucking tour onward, from the Creatures tour on, saw every fucking tour. But my first introduction to anything related to revenge <clears throat> was um, I was at this the first club date of the Revenge Club Tour. This is pr- tr- prior to uh, Revenge coming out. It was at this tiny club, this metal club in San Francisco that used to exist. It was called the Stone, the and Stone. this was awesome. yeah, the Stone. This was April twenty third, nineteen ninety two, almost a month prior to Revenge's release. That's when I heard Unholy Live and was blown away and how heavy it was. Because of that experience, I was all in on the Revenge release. So I said to myself, all right, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I will go into this and try to figure this out and give it my time and money to check it out. So I purchased Revenge and I bought it and uh, we will find out what I think of the album coming up. So... uh, there you go, love Lobo. That's my introduction of the specific era and time of revenge. What's yours? Toot toot. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Rolling Rock Ranger, top to me, baby boy. Uh, this is Baka boy right now. But, uh, to me, Viking, yeah. Uh, you know, my fucking revenge. Uh, you know, Kiss, Kiss was everything to me at this time. Kiss was absolutely everything. But, you know, I had the luxury of, like, going back, you know, from Asylum back and, and, and finding all this awesome stuff and, 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 and some not-so-awesome stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was so excited, man. And then when they released the fucking song from Bill and Ted's A Bogus Journey, this horrible God gave rock and roll to you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, and... Yep. Yep. <laughs> what, what, I, what, what I know you could probably attest to is around this time, it wasn't really hip to be a Kiss fan. You know, like like if Kiss is your favorite band, like people are like, what's your favorite band? You know, and you're like Kiss. They're like, oh, 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 I bet I bet your father cries at night. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, Doing the ass. It, 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 it wasn't this like, you know. You and me can both agree, like, after the post-reunion, there was this resurgence of, okay, now, all of a sudden, it's cool to be a KISS fan. There was a time it wasn't... Absolutely. It wasn't cool to say KISS is your favorite band. Um, But they were. They were my favorite band. And I heard this horrible God Games Rock and Roll to You bullshit. So, spoiler Mm. alert. And I was like, ugh, ugh. But I'll never forget the world premiere of Unholy was prom night my senior year. And I was with my now ex-wife at the time. She was very, very pregnant with my son, Tyler. Uh, but uh, but we, we went to prom and my dad rented us a hotel room that had a jacuzzi suite because, you know, cat out the bag, Ian's fucking. 
uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, girlfriend's pregnant. Uh, I, rem- I remember us like going to prom. Prom sucked. Went went to the hotel room, did it in the hot tub, and she was very pregnant. Tired, went to bed, and I'm watching Headbangers Ball and saw the world premiere of Unholy. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my god. This right. is the best Kiss song ever. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, right. Kiss is ba- like, like, I don't have to be embarrassed anymore to be a Kiss fan because listen to this fucking song. It's so fucking good. And they look cool. Oh, yeah. They look they look cool. They didn't look like the fucking pansies of fucking uh, uh, Crazy Nights. And, and fucking- or like you said last night, the Golden Girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, a lot of people attribute the Golden Girls to the Asylum era. I still think <laughs> the Asylum era is much cooler than fucking Crazy Nights or fucking uh, 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 Hot in the Shade era. But you, you know what I think is even worse? I, I, I think absolutely the worst look of Kiss is Cape Kiss. Dynasty and Unmasked Kiss to me is still the worst. That is, they'll never be better. As much as I fucking hate the Elder. I think the elder look is a thousand times better than fucking Cape Kiss. Oh, that is the fucking word. <clears throat> oh, that I love worse. Cape Kiss Dynasty. I love it. Oh, I like I like the album. Don't get me wrong. I like the album. And yeah. and fuck even un, I think Unmasked is a better fucking album than the one we're about ready to talk about. Spoiler alert. You know, I agree. It, I agree. It, it, you know great podcast. I might add. <laughs> Unmasked. Yeah, it was released on what date? Unmasked or the yeah. podcast? Uh, the podcast and the album. I know you know both. Don't yeah, don't I fuck. Don't, don't toy with my emotions, Bill. I yeah, know all right. You know. Poke the bear. Poke the bear. Anyway, continue. But but anyway, but anyway, uh, yeah. So so this album comes. You know, I hear unholy, and and, and it, it totally unfucks everything from fucking God gave rock and roll to you. And when the album came out, of course, on first day buyer, first day buyer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and uh, was your dad still ripping you for love and love and kiss? At the oh, time? oh yeah, oh yeah, my dad. Because that's a fascinating story. Yeah. Oh, oh, my dad <laughs> hated. My, my dad bought the first Kiss album when it came out because he right. he remembered seeing him on the Mike Douglas show, uh-huh. and he's he, he's like he's like I'll, I'll check it out. And my dad was always like, they're like a fifth-rate fucking New York Dolls. He goes, oh, they fucking suck. <laughs> and, and and he would make fun of me, you know. And it's funny because so many people have, like, the other opinion about the New York Dolls. But he loved them but hated fucking Kiss. Uh, but, uh, you know, I bought it right away. And I kind of equate it to how I felt about Metallica's Black Album. I was just so excited there was a new album out by the band that I love that I, I played it nonstop for like two months. But then like very quickly, it's like, you know, the, the, the new sheen wears off, that new car smell, you know, turns into a big fart. And, uh, and I, I never forget, you know, like I was known. I was known. Everybody who knew me knew Kiss was my favorite band. You know, I always had Kiss t-shirts, Kiss patches on my fucking denim jacket, all this shit. Kiss pictures. Kiss bed sheets, right? Yeah, Kiss pictures in my life. Everybody knew I was that Kiss guy. Right. And, uh, 
and I'll never forget going around and, and we were <clears> pick, <throat> picking up some chicks and they got in my car and I'm, I'm listening to fucking uh, Revenge and fucking like every time I look at you comes on and they're just looking at me like what the fuck is this motherfucker listening to and I was actually embarrassed because I knew it was a horrible song but I was just so all about Kiss you know I was one of those guys back then like I refused to admit that they did anything wrong anything that Kiss did was perfect you know I, I couldn't you admit. were the people that you hate now yes yes oh I was that person I, I was that person from the minute I heard fucking tears are falling till the minute I took off work and waited uh, outside of Best Buy to open to buy Psycho Circus. Wow. That, that, that's that's really when the wheels fell off. When I fucking... The 13 year span right there, 85 to 98. When I fucking... You with the math. Um, but, I, I keep numbers all day. You yeah, you, you are good. You are good. But, yeah. oh, man, I'll never forget, like, I heard, I, I remember when uh, I was going with my best friend and these two chicks, we were going to party in Orlando, and they did the world premiere of Psycho Circus, you know, they played it on the radio, and I, I they announced on the radio it was going to be played, so I'm like, yeah, you know, make sure we're on this station, because we got to hear this, and I just remember the embarrassment you know, because still, I'm like all about fucking kiss. Did you, you know, get I'm laid like, that night at least? Yeah, I did, but only because I gave her Bill Cosby sauce and the bitch passed out. You know? <laughs> but, so you were not the majestic masturbator that night. Oh, oh no, I got laid. I got laid, relayed, and parlayed. Man, yeah, but, but I remember the embarrassment of like, you know, preaching. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm preaching the gospel of Kiss and trying to tell these people, oh, Kiss. You were ready for your girlfriend to say, you're gay. I don't love you anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, no, <laughs> seriously, dude. Seriously, I remember we were like in this like A-team style van. And I remember her turning, you know, it, it had one of those uh, seats in the back that swivels. Yeah. And, and she looked back at me like midway through the song and just looked at me with shame, you know. <laughs> And, and and like like really you in your seat. Oh, honey, don't look at me like that. No, no, but but the fucked up thing is, I knew it. I knew it when I knew when I heard the song Psycho Circus. I was like, this shit is fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whereas I had such high hopes. I was like, I'm thinking the original Kiss lineup. This is gonna be what should have followed Love Gun. You know, this mm -hmm. is you know all four of them. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be perfect. The world will right itself. Sammy Hagar will die. Dave will come back to Van Halen. Everything will be fixed. You know, because because there's a new Kiss album with Ace Frehley and Peter Chris. And mm -hmm. I heard Psycho Circus, and I was like, what kind of third-rate war shit is this? You know, I'm like, the only oh. problem is they weren't 25 anymore. They were 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, and they fucking wrote like it too. Like, 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 where, where, where Tommy Lee doesn't act his age, Kiss does. Kiss writes songs now that say, hey, I'm 50, but I'm cool and I'm hip. Say, yeah. I yeah. And I'm bumbled. Oh, my God. I, I mean, you know, it was just like, and it was so like, even I knew, and this is, this is pre-internet to where you know, like, every story, but I knew listening just to that song, I knew right away 
that that wasn't fucking Peter Chris on drums. I knew right away that is not Peter Chris drumming. And and this is coming from a guy I didn't know George Michael was gay. That shit blew my mind. I was, there's no way I'm like he's like the best looking dude in the world. He gets so much pussy. I had no idea he was gay. There's right. so much obvious shit that goes over my head. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when I heard that song, I was like, that's that that's not Peter Chris. And when I heard that guitar, I'm like, that doesn't sound like Ace Frehley. You know, I'm like, you know, and then I heard the whole album. I'm like, what the fuck is this pretentious? And I really hated, you know, that that whole like, we are the world lyrical aspect of it too. We are one. That sounds pathetic. It's like, you know, that that that's no fucking like Christine sixteen, come on and love me kind of sexy shit. This sounds like yeah, a but they're not twenty five anymore. Those songs, yeah. Christine sixteen, come on, let me are fucking brilliant. For right. guys in their twenties, not but, but you know what? All, all, you know now all Kiss songs sound like Hands Across America. You know, oh like God. like we're all buddies. You know, hold hands. Let's all be joined. Yeah, together. yeah. Everything's Grab great. The the you know, yeah. but I, but again, I'm I'm jumping ahead here. I mean, fuck. Mm. Here we are, five hours later. We haven't even gotten the album. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna. But uh, tell me, he's got make it long. It doesn't have to be two oh, hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't give a fuck. I, you know, I feel sorry for the guy he had in it, but that's that's his problem. Oh, hey, please, show, show, show me you love me. Show me you're a true fan. Edit this episode. Prove, prove right. it. Prove it. Right. Get a Godzilla tattoo on your butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I mean. Revenge, when I first got it, it was one of those so excited for New Kiss, and I put all my eggs in the basket that was unholy, and I, I was let down, you know? Yeah. And they just keep letting me down. I mean, I was a first-day buyer on Sonic Boom. Yeah. I, I was there at Walmart, you know, and I'm fighting people that are there to buy, you know, cases of Insure, <laughs> you know? I'm fighting all these old hillbillies. I'm like, ah! That wasn't me. That wasn't me. Oh, no, I was there because I was hoping. I was like, oh, God. Remember, remember, I I remember vividly, when I saw the cover for Sonic Boom, Mm. I'm like, what dude did this in one minute on his fucking iPhone? You know, oh, I didn't even know the record came out until a year later. I was so oh. out of it at that juncture. It's like I was totally exploring all sorts of other better so, shit. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You were exploring better shit? Okay. Remember okay. that, kids. Sonic Boom? Uh, yeah. Hello. But, Hello. But, but, but yeah, so so you got all reinvested with the, with the uh, reunion tour, but then you quickly gave up. You know, you know, no, 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 hold on. I knew you are going to, and you're going to use this against me in the future. Let me clarify. When I say that Rush took over Kiss as a fucking teenager in 19 fucking 80, I'm not saying I disavowed Kiss and said, they suck. And I, I didn't turn into you as you are now. I didn't say, they suck. I despise them. They're nothing but jackal bitch ass fucking crap. What I said, no, hold on. What I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. I right, just what? love it when you say fucking jackal. And I never think of that horrible band Jackal, but just yeah. when you say Jackal, I just like like oh you hate this motherfucker. <laughs> so what I'm trying to uh, uh, express, I'm trying to is 
Rush, okay, Kiss went down to like three or two. So it's not like all of a sudden I disavowed him. Ah, they suck. Rush was just so much more brilliant. And I was so young and I was starting, I was starting to get into lyrics and it wasn't just fuck me, suck me, blah, 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 blah. I was like, wow, this shit's going to make me smarter. And then Permanent Ways, great podcast we did together. And then Moving Pictures and just the rest is history. So, <clears throat> and then the, 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 the 96 reunion tour, it wasn't like I said in 95, it wasn't like I hated Kiss. They were still number two, number three, blah, 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 blah. But the reunion chord tour, excuse me, just reinforced my, my memory of how brilliant they were. And I'm sure there's a little bit of the child, the, the inner child brought up and says, you know, the memory of being a kid, which is everything. You know, they say what you love at 13, you're going to love forever. You know, it's right. art. So, yeah. So I just wanted to clarify because it, it kind of pigeonholed the, that I went from Kiss in 79 and then in 80 when, you know, the rush came out. It, well, obviously they were out six years previous, but I was too young. Years of rush, so it isn't like I just hated kids, but all right. Well, now's a perfect time to talk shit about a band we love. All right, and, uh, we'll take the first track. Uh, why don't you take Unholy? The first, all track right, I will take Unholy. Speaking of Unholy, holy shit, this rules so heavy with cool lyrics, no less. Man, what a fabulous idea. Speaking of fabulous, Bruce Kulick playing great on this song. Vin, Vinnie Vincent, once again, operative words, tries to save Kiss. Look it up, save Kiss. Tries to save Kiss. Goddamn, this album opener must be a statement to the songs that follow. Right, right, right? We shall see. Five out of five chopsticks with one ginger beef egg roll. Bam, bam, bam! Uh, I absolutely love this fucking song, and what a testament to Vinnie Vincent. You know, no matter what Vinnie Vincent evolved into, uh, you have to have respect for his songwriting talent. Bad props. And, and, and the way he knew how to write a riff. Uh, you, you know, this is like, wow, here's evil Gene again. You know, after years of Gene mailing shit in, and you can tell, like, you know, he's writing this shit on a cab ride to somewhere else, you know. And, you know, in a lot of those 80s Kiss songs you would see with, like, co-writers, where it's probably they wrote the whole song, he wrote one lyric just to get co-writing credit, you know, and released it. Uh, this, this is a barn burner. This is an awesome song, you know. This is, you know, because Paul really took over in the 80s. It really became the Paul show. You know, Gene just didn't give a fuck. Gene knew it was a sinking ship, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be this, but I'm going to do Kiss in the meantime to keep the lights on. You know, where you got to give Paul credit for keeping the ship going. But now here's Gene showing up. And the the single, I mean, really, what was the last single that, that had a Gene vocal? You know? Uh, it, I love it loud. Yeah. Yeah, and like five people heard that when it came out, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, so, but it's it, it it's an amazing song, and that video was so cool and dark and heavy, and and uh, you know I'll never forget that. You know, <laughs> my, my my ex-wife lying there asleep, and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed like a little kid, but I was I was 18, you know, right. wa- watching in this hotel room, watching the world premiere of this song, and I was like. Oh my God! Like 
Yes, I'm right. Kiss is the best band. Rush, <laughs> Rush could never write anything like Unholy. Oh, you know? my goodness gracious. You know, it was like, oh, my God, it was so good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then, you know, but I'd already known, you know, I'd already heard God Gave's Rock, Rock and Roll to You Part 2 because that came out the previous summer with, right. uh, you know, and, and that one scared me off so bad because, you know, there, like, I'm in an era where, like, Kiss does no wrong, but it's one of those, like, oh, this song sucks so bad, but I can't admit it because, you know, I'm always talking about Kiss, 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 Hard Rock and Heavy Metal on Facebook. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I bought the album. I was so excited. So I get it. You know, you hear Unholy. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the next song. All right, all right. The next song comes on. Take it off. Holy shit. Uh, the only, the only thing worse than the music is the lyrics. This is this is pure poison bullshit. And and then then you get to the middle of the song. This doesn't have a breakdown. It has a falls apart. Holy shit is is this a bad uh, a, a bad song? And they played this live on this tour. I, I saw them uh, and it was crazy cuz what a step down it was cuz I saw them on the Hot in the Shade tour twice. Right. And, and and I still say if I'm being honest, I don't know what was better, the Hot in the Shade tour or the Reunion tour. Because they were that, like, neck and neck for being amazing. amazing. Of course, with the Reunion tour, you got Ace, you got Peter playing robotic drums, but uh, that Hot in the Shade tour was phenomenal. Mm. But the Revenge tour, I saw them, they were in a much smaller venue uh, and oh my god it was uh, Trickster and Great White were opening up Trickster was yeah. fucking horrible yeah, I know a lo- here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people joke on Great White I love Great White to me they're just good Thank bluesy you. rock and roll I, I, I thought they were good but yeah. Kiss, came, Kiss came out and it was just it, w- it was a major letdown from the Hot in the Shade tour Yeah, uh, ma- major letdown and they played this song, and like strippers came out on stage, and that yeah. was nice. It kind of helped save this this horrible song. Mm. Oh my god! I mean, this is really mm. this this is some poison shit. It's terrible. And uh, a, a co-writing credit by uh, Bob Ezrin and Kane Roberts. Kane Roberts was the uh, muscle-bound Alice guitar. Cooper. Yeah, he played with Alice Cooper during his cock rock period. The worst guitar player. That Alice Cooper ever had the bodybuilder dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just I, I, and I'm not saying this is like he could be the nicest guy in the world, and he was the guitar. I mean, you know, my first rock concert was Alice Cooper with him playing guitar. My first rock concert was the Constrictor tour in '87. Uh, Tesla opening up, um, but it's like this song is so cheesy and you know it's hard to say a song is beneath kiss but this is beneath kiss i mean this is really this is something i would expect off a danger danger album or like a b-side on a steelheart album mm. I, I, I mean i mean this is really really bad and, and that that 
you know, break down or as I call it, the fall apart section is is pathetic. You know, Paul will always be my favorite member of Kiss. I think he's the best songwriter in Kiss. Yeah, Ace is probably the coolest, but Paul's my favorite. Uh, but this 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 song is pathetic and has not aged well whatsoever, in my opinion. What do you think? Take it off. I say turn it off. <laughs> what are we doing here? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Lyrics get more juvenile. I mean, can they get more juvenile? No. Just bad songwriting all around. The only redeeming quality is Bruce Kulick's tasty solo. Um, it, like you said, I could almost him copy and paste exactly what you said. Embarrassing. I mean, pathetic. You're in your 40s. Shut the fuck up. I mean, we're talking one out of five chopsticks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One out of five, that's fair. Yeah. Well, it's good. There's some things I agree about what you said, some things I disagree about what you said. Um, You can still do, like, sexual lyrics and make it, like, I think Mick Jagger, even in his 70s, can come out with a sleazy lyric, but he can sell it. Yeah, but he's Mick Jagger. He's not Paul Stanley. Right, right. Paul Stanley couldn't sell it. And now, twenty five thirty, okay. And and Bruce Kulick, uh, it, it, it's so funny because I came into Kiss with the Bruce Kulick era, you know, with Asylum, mm-hmm. and I went from like one month loving Bruce Kulick, I, I loved Bruce Kulick, and then I discovered all the seventies era Kiss. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck this booty chin motherfucker. I want Ace <laughs> back in this band. Fuck him! I, I I think Bruce's best performance was Asylum. I think Asylum was the purest uh, Bruce Kulick. Even though I, I've I've seen interviews where he said they told him to play, you know, of the times. Right. And I I think unfortunately on every Kiss album that Bruce Kulick was part of he was forced to play of the times like okay right. okay now it's creatures of the night give us give us some fucking uh, bon jovi give us some right. richie sambora shit you know and then on hot in the shade it's just like i don't know what the fuck that shit was you know but this oh you said uh, crazy nights uh richie sambora i thought you said creatures of the night creatures of the night would be no, no crazy nights Eddie Van Halen and, and, yeah. and Rose. right 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 no but crazy nights yeah he's like trying to be richie sambora right, but right. uh you know, and and, and 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 like I don't know, is there even guitar on Hot in the Shade? Um, uh, I've never yeah. bought the record. Um, oh, first, first day buyer here, man. First day fucking oh, buyer. I know this. I've known this. I've known this. And and just yeah. to piggyback not to hijack your thing, but as far as tours go, Hot in the Shade was better than Revenge, but Creatures of the Night crushed, destroyed. Uh, fucking uh, hot in the shade. I know you didn't oh. see it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it did. I just didn't witness it. You know? Right, right, right. But, but, uh, oh, no, I, I bet it did. I, I mean, fucking... And Lick It Up crushed it, by the way. Anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, Vinny Vincent was fucking amazing on guitar. He's a horrible human being, but what a guitar player. And I, I, I think people... You know, don't judge Vinny Vincent by Vinny Vincent invasion either, because I think he really... <laughs> I, I think he really lost the point by then, you know. Right. But uh, but you know, and, and there's something I'm going to mention about a song later on in this album, you know, that includes Vinnie Vincent. 
But yeah, this, this song was so bad. But Bruce Kulick, uh, you know, I want to say like like now I look back on Bruce Kulick much more favorable than I used to. I, I think I, I think he's a talented guitar player that unfortunately never had an opportunity to uh, to show his voice and to show who, who he truly was. Because by the time he joined Kiss, you know, Kiss stopped being Kiss at Lick It Up. To me, to me, I, I'm, I'm sorry, not Lick It Up, uh, Love Gun. To me, Love Gun is the last, like, true Kiss, like Kiss being Kiss. From that yeah, I point think, on... I don't, that's, uh, I don't think anybody can argue, argue yeah. with that any sort of from, semblance from, of from, reality. From that, from that point on, they did much what uh, Alice Cooper and a whole list of other artists did. Like, they had this whole original sound, but then, like, once they got big... Then they're trying to capitalize on whatever's, you know, the trend, you know, and you you saw, you know, hey, the Stones had a hit with a disco song and Rod Stewart had a hit with a disco song. So Kiss does Dynasty. Okay. And that sells. So Unmasked is, is, is fucking pop. You know, we, we let's do a 10, 11, 12. I was made for love of you. Pop. Right. Right. Yo, you know. Pink, Pink Floyd has a hit with Bob Ezrin and the concept album, so we're going to do Bob Ezrin and the concept album. Okay, <laughs> now, now all of a sudden, you know, metal's hip. Okay, so now we're metal kiss, you know, because really, you know, like, uh, Creatures Through Asylum is metal kiss, uh, you know. Well, well, I should say, you know, through uh, Animalize is metal kiss. Yeah, creatures being more metal than those two by yeah. far. But valid right. point. But it, but again, you know, uh, creature sounds nothing like '70s Kiss. It's them adapting to what's popular now, and they right. just kept they kept changing. Just like when you know Kiss did the fucking uh, you know Carnival of Souls was their grunge album. You know, but other you know so many other you know Alice Cooper did the same exact fucking thing. Oh, Marilyn Manson said, okay, now uh, Alice Cooper puts out Brutal Planet. I, I like the album, but it's like you're not being yourself. You're trying to like keep up with the Joneses. You know, you're trying to be... Alice Cooper, never been a fan. Respect the hell yeah. out of him, but I've read what you're referring to as far as him changing with the times right. and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, no, it's but but a lot of bands have done that. You know, it's like you know, bands make something by being somewhat original, and sometimes, like like in Kiss's instance, okay, Kiss did nothing original musically, mm. but what they did with their, you know, the makeup and the stage show was totally original, and they had their own thing going. But then you get so big, you don't want to go back down. You know, I I think Metallica suffered from the same thing. You know, Metallica, you know. We love Metallica when they were dirty and nasty and it was a bad word. They slowed it down a little bit with one, put out a video, and a lot more people accepted it. So what did they do after that? They kept getting lighter and lighter and lighter to get more accepted and stay with what's current. And the next thing you know, um, Metallica's taking Days of the New as their opening band. You know, like, get the fuck out of here. You know, you get so far removed from what made you. And, and and Kiss did that. A lot but, of people could say the same thing for your beloved Van Halen in 1984. So nobody is uh, bulletproof, let's just say. Yeah, I'll, I'll take 84 over fucking goddamn load or reload. But that's the, you're missing the point. 
diehard Van Halen and me as a kid, a teenage kid, when I first heard, I love it now. I know we're fucking going off the rails here, but when I heard Jump and whenever that was, it was before uh, 84 came out. So what was that? January 12th, 84. So I heard Jump, I think New Year's Eve, 83. I heard that and I went, holy fuck. And we're talking about a guy that bought Van Halen when it first came out. So, uh, so you know, nobody is uh, nobody has a bulletproof vest as far. Oh yeah, as no, and, and, and Van Halen, your beloved Van Halen, fell under the same exact critique that you're yeah. critiquing Kit for. So oh yeah, go. no, and they went way worse with Sammy Hagar. They did, they did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but hold on a minute. Now you're you picked fucking fifty one fifty over load. I know this is going. If you remember the load episode, you picked fifty-one fifty over Metallica load. Do you still stand by that, Ian yes. Wadley? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Lo- load, load, load is that bad. Load and reload are fucking horrible. Back to focus, as you were saying. Kiss, yeah. kickoff, horrible, horrible. All right, All right. the number three song. All right, here we go. I'll take this. Uh, I'll take the baton. The number three song is "Tough Love." This song bothers me, okay? I mean, it really does. That stupid, gimme, tough, love. Another weak-ass Paul song. I mean, what the fuck happened here? That said, another fabulous Kulik solo. Here's a song lyric, Mr. Paul Stanley. Come on and please me. Take your time and tease me. Oh my goodness, so terrible. One out of five chopsticks and some rotten crab rangoon bam 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 there's my analysis of tough love uh your thoughts on the song and uh, the talk to the people tender and tight louisiana lightning and wildly bam <laughs> yeah this song sucks this song sucks <laughs> it, it, and, and and what's even worse is you like it better than me because you give praise to, to bruce kulik and i'm like no you, bruce kulik you ought to be ashamed of yourself rediscovering this shit and I always knew it but I know I always kept quiet Bruce Kulik on this record fucking smoked I will not be you know, bullied into fucking in a corner Bruce Kulik is badass I always thought he oh. was a faceless member no no no, no but, uh, just hold on so as far as Bruce Kulik fucking oh tasty fucking riffage you gotta give him props dude come on oh uh, Tough love. There you go. I, I, I'll say, I'll say, smokes all right. Smokes fucking crack. Listen to this fucking album. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to, to me, to, to me, to me, all the the guitar outside of Unholy and maybe a couple other songs, I find everything. Not not just you know, not like I'm gonna single out Bruce. I found everything like pedestrian and generic. Uh, the drumming I think is horrible on this album. One hundred percent. Bruce was amazing. You know, I, I find the guitar works with you. The more you get older, you start to emphasize organ. You just, just, you know, just anyways. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's boring. I, I find everything boring. In fact, this is this is the only song on this album I didn't even write a note for. It was so like boring. And while I listened to it, it it's just wallpaper. Like, what yeah. the fuck is this? You know, it's absolutely horrible. But then it goes into a song that uh, I gotta admit. I used to like. I used to like spit. I, I used to like. It always bothered me that he didn't just come out and say shit. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like 
just say it you know it's like god damn you know don't don't tease me that you're gonna say it you know like how i don't know it, it just it's the opposite of what you're trying to achieve because you're trying to say without the obvious you know the little innuendo little uh sort of situation i see where he was going i agree with that but, but I, I i wonder if they did call it shit if we would be tagging on it even worse uh, I, I don't know. I think I would respect it. You know, it's like, oh, we don't want to stick around this. You know, we want to sell it to fucking 13-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's funny because my, my opinion changed of this song while I'm listening to it. Because I remember this is one, like, you know, I kind of remembered fondly. Like, <laughs> and I took a lot of shit. A lot of people made fun of this song. I was like, well, I kind of like that song, so... The song starts and I'm writing my notes and I was like, I actually don't mind this song, but just say shit already. And then, and then by the end to listen to it, I was like, you know what? Wait a minute. This song sucks. This song, <laughs> you know, it's stupid. You know, it's like note to self. This sucks. Right? Yeah, you know, like like I I had memories of like when it first came out. I kind of liked it, but by you know listening to it as a 46 year old man and I'm listening to it I was like. <clears throat> this is this song fucking sucks. Who are we kidding here? This this isn't good. It isn't clever. You know, like ooh, you think I'm gonna say shit, but I say spit. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it's just dumb. It's just it's a dumb song on a dumb fucking album. What do you think? Oh man, you just fucking uh, gave it away. Um, hold on, I'm taking a piss. Jug. Uh, I'm, t- I'm taking a piss, a kiss. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, spit. All right, hold on. Let me get the wing uh, situation here. This song is okay. Again, Bruce's guitar work is stellar. I know you hate when I say that, but I really don't give a fuck. What makes this song worse is Paul's backing vocals. Gene should have done all the backing vocals. Simple and fucking free, obvious. Bruce's Star Spangled Banner was cute. But it can't muster more than two out of five chopsticks. It doesn't do much. It's better than most. I think there's elements <laughs> that are interesting. Um, and not to keep waxing poetic about Bruce and like I not to keep repeating myself. It took me a while to understand his playing on this record, quite honestly. Um, I think it's fabulous. I think it's fabulous. I think it'd be just. And I know how much they got because I really got into a lot of his interviews, and we're referring to the. <clears throat> the situation with coronavirus and whatnot and everything, how people are doing these videos online. And I've been paying attention to a lot of the Bruce Kulick videos and him and his wife and everything. And just, it's just, the guy is just a fucking stellar guy. He's just a good guy. So I kind of opened up a little bit more, gave him a little bit more leeway, um, kind of, uh, kind of re-listened to, like, for instance, doing this project, uh, your, your, um, this, your, podcast doing this which i haven't listened to this record in literally 20 years uh maybe even more than that came out in 92 so um like i said it's 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 really not much more than an average rock song it's it's one of the more decent songs on the record but uh nothing to write home about and like i said uh, two out of five chopsticks horrible 
All right, what do you think about the next song? God gave rock and roll to you. God gave rock and roll to you. He rock and roll to you. First of all, I didn't see the Ted and Jimmy's adventures. I didn't even know about the previous situation. Uh, On Headbangers Ball, I think, I don't know what I was doing in 91 that I didn't uh, know that video where Eric Carr actually played in the video, which he doesn't play on the song. Eric Singer does, obviously. But uh, I thought that was beautiful. But the song, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, not again. Another shitty-ass song. I fucking hate this song. It's that simple. I fucking hate it. The thing I hate most about this song is actually having to listen to the song. One out of five chopsticks, no way, Jose. Go. Uh, What do you think? What do you think, Tender and Tight, Louisiana Lightning, Vodka Viking, OG Kush Boat, Rolling Rock Ranger? Bam. uh, Oh, my God. Is this some lame kumbaya bullshit? And... uh, you know, preach, this is really preach. preach. I, I, I think Kiss would get stuck in a rut after this song with like singing this kind of like uh, like HIV positive anthemic, like we're all buddies, love the earth. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's it's it, it's so like not rock and roll. It's not cool. It's not edgy. It's just pussy. It's so Absolutely. pussy. You know, this this sounds like like you know a total blueprint for what fucking Psycho Circus and fucking uh, Sonic Boom and Monster are all like. We're all buddies. Life is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be late. Ooh, uh, horrible, fucking horrible. This is so far removed from fucking Parasite. It's not even fucking funny. Oh my god. That's. that's fucking that's some fucking rock and roll that's some dirty shit you know i want some goddamn parasite i want some cold gin i want that 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 fucking gene Simmons scream i want that that you know simplistic but dirty can guitar from ace fraley you know i want like you know not hard to do but some keeping up with the rhythm peter chris this is just a bunch of shit this is just a right, bunch right, right, of right, bloated. This is a bunch of bloated fucking horseshit. Bloated yeah. fucking horseshit. You know, <laughs> you you fucking you know. I, I'm I'm sorry. The the first like, you know, three studio albums by Kiss. That's Kiss. That's some raw. Yeah, it's meat and potatoes. Fuck me, suck me songs and stuff. But god damn it, at least that's a hungry band. Uh. You know, doing something. You know, believing in what they do. This is this is some paint by numbers, fucking bullshit. You know, and 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 what's even worse is they didn't write it. Like, goddamn, you're gonna do a cover. At least do a cover of a good fucking song. Russ Ballard, right? Yeah. Well, Russ Ballard. It was the thing. It's like a cover, but it's not a cover because Argent had a song. Uh, called God Gave Rock and Roll to You. But wasn't that uh, Russ Ballard's band, Argent? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Okay. It is. I know. But but they, they took the song, but, you know, they changed it, you know, lyrically, you know, and that's why they called it part two because they took a lot of liberties mm. with the song. But it's like, God damn it, if you're going to cover Argent, do hold your head up, ah, hold your head up, ah, 
you, you know, at least do a good fucking Argent song. Don't do this fucking <laughs> goddamn. I mean, it's tripe. It, it's so tripe. And you listen to, you know, uh, I, I know you weren't paying attention, but if you had the soundtrack to Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, you know, they, they got they got Faith No More on there. They got Steve Vai. Hey, they got, what, oh, what? Epic era? Uh, no, uh, it was between Epic and, and, and Angel Dust. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, but but I mean, I mean, goddamn, even Winger's on that soundtrack, and it has a more metal song than what Kiss is doing. And, really? Yeah, you know, and it's 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 just sad. I mean, this is some really like, like man, it's hard to wave that Kiss flag. You know, it'd be, it'd be like right now, like stepping out and waving a Trump flag and going, "Yeah, I believe in this guy." You know. Right. I, I mean, that's how it is. Like, you put out some bullshit like this, and it's bad enough. You just put out fucking crazy, crazy nights and fucking hot in the shade. And then you come back with this God gives rock and roll to you bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fucking, fucking horrible. And, and I, I challenge, like, real Kiss fans that, like, claim they like this. Ian, but, Ian, hold on a minute, lovable love boat. A lot of the motherfuckers love this song. They get all fucking patriotic and they bring out those fucking bumpers oh, yeah. from the rally in uh, Georgia. Anyways, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've read it's like, I mean, I mean, this is throughout the years. It's like, you know, someone will post that song, right? And I've always hated it. And it's like, oh, my God, really? Why do you love this? This is horrible. The break and the God gave fucking It's like, shut up. You know, and I, I just see Paul standing like holding one ear like he's fucking Barry Gibb. Keep rocking roll. Right, right, right. Getting all artistic and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm making beautiful music. Shut the fuck up and watch his beauty. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. you suck. The song sucks. You, yeah. you, you, you fucking jump the shark, homeboy. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. yeah, don't act like you're a fucking musician. You, you know, you're like poison with better makeup. Get the fuck out of here, okay? Why that Straight first spot on. You know, oh my god, fucking, fucking horrible. horrible. Let's not give you any more uh, headache and everything. Let's go number, go with number six, Domino. Uh, domino, Domino. Yeah. That, Ooh, nice thing. Keep doing that, that. Fuck the review. That, that that's the best part of the song. That is the best part of the song when Gene does that. Domino, Domino. I love that shit. I love that. <laughs> Are you seeing that? That's beautiful. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, but other than that, this song is fucking ZZ flop. You know, this, this is fucking fucking Jews tried the blues. Oh uh, my goodness, we're gonna go there. Yes, we are. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Users are no ACDC. Um, yeah, no. Very true. Hold on, hold on, love, love. What ACDC riff is that a total ripoff of? I was trying to come up with it. I was listening because you know, obviously, I did for research right. the project and all. I was trying to think. It's like this is a fucking ACDC riff, but which one? Can you come up with it or just a? Conclude? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, it's a ripoff of every ACDC album because they only have one riff. Uh, riff. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but but no, this, this is another one that I used to give more of a pass to than I should. I mean, on this album. It, it, it's a little bit of a highlight, I would say, but it's still, it's so far removed from Kiss, and it's just like, 
I don't know. It's like they're trying too hard, you know. And 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 Kiss is best when Kiss is just Kiss. You yeah, know, well, she said they stopped being that version. Even though I love all the free, yeah. all the, that was Love Gun. So go ahead. Yeah, but I'm saying, Kiss, Kiss, Gene Simmons, and Paul Stanley are at their best when they write third-rate Beatles and Rolling Stone songs. You know, <laughs> and, and 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 that's, you know, the Kiss shit that I love. That's what it is. You know, but you can tell in the harmonies. You can tell in the riffs. You know, you can tell where their heart is and what they love. And okay. Led Zeppelin, and Thin Lizzy, and UFO riffs also. Let's be fair. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go. yeah let's be fair. They don't understand Led Zeppelin. But, uh... Come on, but, make it love Hello Autobody, please. But, uh... Anyway. You know, it, it's like, just, just, just be yourself, because w- w- when Kiss is pure, when you have pure Kiss, it is. It's, it's great pure rock and roll it's not repeat, metal just, just for the audience what's that repeat that exact quote so the audience can hear you say it twice uh, i don't even remember before. what i said yeah when, when, I thought when, when, when kiss is at their best man they're just pure rock and roll kiss, kiss kiss is not a fucking heavy metal band you know they're not a grunge band they're not a cock rock band they under the umbrella of heavy metal history anybody that denies that is a clown and they have heavy metal songs or is kiss a heavy metal band no do they have heavy metal songs for the era that they were released of course they were please you know that as well as i do <laughs> yeah 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 but but that's when kiss was trying to pretend i'm talking about referring to fucking strange ways that's 1974 fucking uh heavy metal come on it, it's it's hard rock. It's 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 not I mean, at all. The lens of 2020. It's hard rock. I love all these revisionist historians. And we're not going to go no, on a what, what, what I'm saying. I mean, you you can listen to fucking Deep Purple shit. That, that that's way more yeah, fucking heavy metal. Not, yes, for the time it was. Revisionist historians have no. Yeah, kiss, kiss kiss has always been light in the loafers, dude. Man, it it's fucking. It, it, I it's, 1916, Dilly D, you know, kissing time. Pure uh, kiss, pure kiss is rock and roll. You know, it's it's rock, it's it's rock and roll. It's it's, element kiss that is heavy metal. Okay, yeah, to to you it is. To me, it's not. Okay, I mean that's all it is. Hey, when you give your fucking answer, you can say what you want to say. I'm gonna say what I want to fucking say. Keep asking me questions. All right, I'll shut up. You know, I'm just saying. I'm saying, Kiss to me is fucking rock and roll. It's rock and roll as purest. I'd rather listen to fucking Kiss than goddamn Elvis, I'll tell you that bullshit. But Kiss is rock and roll. It's meat and potatoes rock and roll. It's meat and potatoes lyrically. It's meat and potatoes musically. There's nothing adventurous. There's nothing groundbreaking. It's it's bargain basement dollar general rock and roll. Do All I right, let me ask you a question. I know I'm, I'm uh, hijacking your thing, but you, we keep you keep asking me questions. You can hijack the next question. Uh, making love off of 1977's Kiss Alive 2 was that pseudo thrash? No. Specifically, I said Alive 2 was that pseudo thrash. Go. No. Okay. Enough of a stupid answer, but I respect it. But, uh, all right. No, it's pseudo, pseudo thrash. I mean, there's a lot of other shit came out in the 70s. It was much harder than, than fucking... Shit, I'm 
specifically referring to one song off one live album from 1977. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm saying no. It, it wasn't fucking metal. Just like Van Halen's not metal. Oh, Van my God. Ha- In 1981, Fair Warning was wet, metal. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Mean Streak. No, it wasn't metal. Oh, please stop, stop, stop. All right, let's All right. go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because I got to take a piss. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you're gonna give me a fucking stroke with the stupidness. Oh my god! No, Van Halen wasn't metal. Shut the fuck up with that shit, please. No, Fair Warning wasn't metal. No, uh, On Fire in 1978 wasn't metal. No, uh, Light Up the Sky in 1979 wasn't metal. Please, editor, please include this last comment, okay? Ian's taking a piss, but uh, anyway. All right, I'm back. Okay. No, 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 hold on. 1978 on fire, metal. 1979 on fire, uh, uh, light of the sky, metal. 1981, uh, fucking uh, Mean Street, metal. Go ahead. No, I disagree. I, disagree. I said metal songs. Big I distinguish. I, I, I disagree. It's fucking, it's, it's exactly what David Lee Roth called it. David those records when they're brand new. Even though we're the same generation, Generation X, I'm David, still David Lee Roth's. David Lee Roth said himself, "We're not a metal band. We're, we're big, big rock. Yeah, well, it's big rock. Like Mac Anthony said, yeah, it was basically yeah. the time. Big, big rock. You know what's metal? Sabbath is metal. Iron Maiden is metal. I'm okay? talking Van, Halen, Van Halen's not metal. It's big rock, dude. Iron Maiden came out. Please stop with the revisionist historian bullshit. Come on, Ian. Hey, you you see it one way? I, I don't." Uh, wait, hold on. On Fire, Light Up the Sky, Mean Street, that's heavier than any Black Sabbath album. Hello, Auto Body. Come to on. You, to you it is. To me, it's not as heavy as Black Sabbath. Okay, bye. All right, yeah. Domino, my turn. All right, one of the few decent songs off Revenge. Some cool Bruce Kulik riffage. Very cool video, I might add. Two and three quarter out of five chopsticks. Bam. All right. All right. You like the... All right, Heart of Chrome is next. What do you think? All right, we'll flip this motherfucker and we'll go to Heart of Chrome. Uh, once again, Vinnie Vincent to the fucking rescue. Uh, this is one of the three songs I like on this album. But I, I, I can't help but think like, oh my God, if this song was on Lick It Up, it would be a thousand times better. Because, you know, yeah, they, they bring back Bob Ezrin. And you know what? They were both trying to save themselves because by 1992, nobody gave a shit about Kiss or Bob Ezrin. Bob Ezrin hadn't produced a, a, a good album since the fucking Wall by Pink Floyd. I mean, Bob, Bob, Bob Ezrin was a, amazing in the 70s. But man, he lost his fucking way, dude. And I think the production on this album sucks fucking cock, dude. Wow, this, that's this, a lot of this, people disagree. Yeah, I think this album sounds like shit. It sounds so stock and so slick, and everything that Bob Ezrin has touched since the fucking wall. I'm like, why? Why are you still? Like, he did a Jane's Addiction album, and they're like, ooh, Bob Ezrin's producing. Sounded like fucking shit. You compare that shit to Dave Jordan production on, on Jane's Addiction. Like, what James uh, Addiction album was that? I'm just curious. Uh, that, that, that one that had the puppet on the front. I think it was the last studio album they did. It was fucking horrible. It was oh, fucking really? horrible. Okay. Sounded like sounded like shit. Yeah, no, he didn't produce no good James Addiction. 
there's no good Jane's Addiction without Eric A. But anyway, agree. Uh, Flat uh, out. You know, I I I, I, I digress. Uh, talk about an overrated motherfucker. I mean, I mean, this guy. I mean, I I think the Elder is better produced than this fucking album. I really do. And I, I think that's a much worse album, but I think as a production standpoint, I think the Elder sounds better than this. The drums are so pedestrian. The guitars, to me, are buried in the mix. You know, and, and, and everything just sounds so generic with that little, like, squeak of pledge and wipe it down. Too pure. Sounds like fucking shit. Fuck Bob Ezrin. You know, really. <laughs> fuck him in his, in his fucking Canadian fucking ass, dude. Tell and him I hate- yeah. I, I, you know, I hate to say because Canadians, by and large, are, are generally nice people because they're from Canada. But, uh, but you know, he was producing a lot better when he was on Coke. Because even now, he's produced some newer, like Alice Cooper records. Yeah, sounds Andy like sh- sounds Perfect. like shit. Sounds yeah. like fucking shit. Well, he's like seventy. Well, he can't do Coke anymore. He'd die. You know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Then get out the game. Then get out the game. If you can't do it. <laughs> Let another motherfucker produce it. Let Toby Wright get this motherfucker. You know, you know. Let Andy Sneap produce this shit. Let somebody with two fucking working ears produce this fucking shit. You know, (laughs) and and Ezra also co-wrote a lot of this shit. So fuck him too. You know, I I mean, goddamn. To to me, Bob Ezra, Bob Ezra did amazing when he did the original Alice Cooper band records, the original, not, not, not the solo shit, the original Alice Cooper band albums. He did right. great on the wall, is, is, is stellar, amazing production. But everything after that is half-assed. This album sounds like fucking shit. The guitars sound like shit. The drums sound like shit. I, I mean, th- this is this is, this is is some Bon Jovi fucking crap on almost all these songs. I mean, yeah, Unholy is like a weird anomaly on this motherfucker. But this shit sounds horrible. This sounds like fucking Steelheart or some bullshit. But you almighty, oh my God, it's Kiss. It's Kiss. This album sounds like fucking shit and it's aged horribly. But uh, what song are we talking about? Okay, now we're on We're talking about Heart of Cone. It's my turn to talk about it. So even Vinnie Vincent cannot save this song. Here's Paul's lyrics. I'm going to tell it to you, baby. It ain't like it was. Tell me about it, Paul Stanley. Love gun. This is not one out of five chopsticks. Diddly okay. D. Oh, okay. Bam. Let me let me ask you this, because you love sucking yeah. the dick of Bob Q, or Bruce Kulick on this album. I, I do I, lately. Yeah, 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 I, I do. I, I, I like the riff of this song, and I think if this song was recorded on Lick It Up with Michael James Jackson producing, yeah. I, I, I think it would be a classic. I think it would be much better. I get where yeah. you're going with that. The direction, right. the analysis, I agree wholeheartedly. Right, right, right. right. Like, 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 listen to that riff, because to me, that is a Vinnie Vincent riff. You know, oh, that is like... But, 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 like, think of Michael James Jackson, who produced Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up. Think about, like, the production on those records. Right. And compare it to the sound on this record. Which do you prefer? The sound of this record... Or lick it up in Creatures of the Night. I think that goes without saying. You know the answer. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. But take... Because I think there's a tasty riff on this song. But take that and apply it to the sound of those two albums. It'd be a much better song. I agree. No argument from me, bro. All right. We'll take the next song. Thou Shall Not. 
Thou shall not. Fan- <laughs> You're going to hate this. Fantastic Bruce Kulick solo once again. Otherwise, an, a rather uninspiring song. Some parts are decent, but I'm not convinced it's nothing more than an average song. Two out of five chopsticks. Yes, indeed. That's my uh, rating and my analysis. Short and sweet. What do you think about Thou Shall Not? Uh, what do I think about Thou Shall Not? Uh, my, my notes are, welcome to Simmons Airlines. Uh, Gene Simmons on autopilot. Uh, the, 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 this is total filler. This is... It, it, it does nothing. He wrote this with Jesse Damon, whoever the fuck that is. Um... Uh, Total filler. And the funny thing is, I, I'm, I'm doing a little research on this album, and there's a song that Paul Stanley wrote with uh, Dave Snake Sabo from Skid Row, and I think there's a song he wrote with Nikki Six. and the questions were, why w- weren't those songs included on the album? And Paul's quote was, well, when the album felt good, uh, wh- why even add it? It was perfect as it was. You know, and it's like, wow, wow. If, if, if those songs didn't feel the need to make the cut on this album, how shitty are they? When songs like Thou Shall Not and fucking Tough Love and shit, you know, like those songs like, oh, yeah, this is the A-list. How horrible. And I, I think I think he also wrote a song with Jenny Lane from, from Warrant that didn't make the album. Like, how fucking horrible are those songs? If, if they weren't deemed as good as shit like Thou Shall Not and Tough Love and right. God Gave Rock and Roll to You. I, I, I would love to hear it, though. Just as a masochist, I would love to hear how bad it is. <laughs> as a masochist. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my wow. God. But, but I will say Thou Shall Not is not as offensive as the next song. Mm. Holy fucking shit. Every time I look at you. Uh, let me uh, refer to my notes here. Uh, I'm glad you're going first because I have a note that says make yeah. sure Ian goes first on yeah, this review. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you'll I, know why when I say it because we've had this issue where I brought up somebody and continue on. My Read notes those on, notes. Talk my to notes, me. My notes on this song says this is why Donna Dixon left her ass for Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Jesus Christ is this a horrible ballad. You know, a horrible. You know, Paul wrote an amazing ballad in uh, on Creatures of the you. Night. Yeah, I still love Th- you. Yeah. Th- that that is a great heart feel. Like like I listen to that song and I still feel that. I I feel it Who's lyric. Oh yeah, I feel I feel it like lyrically. I when I hear that guitar in it, like ooh, I mm. get that. That that to me seems like a ballad. Writ, written out of purpose like okay this was a song in you you had to get out you felt this and everything about it shines through in the song problem is by this stage in the 80s uh, you know because you can back me up on this uh, for maybe some of our younger listeners remember heavy metal pre home sweet home you know yeah. there, there was like sometimes there would be a ballad but the ballot would be heartfelt and it would be a damn good song. After Home Sweet Home, it was obligatory. You had to have the ballad. Or in some cases, 
uh, like Aerosmith, you had to have seven ballads on the album. Right, right, you know? right. right. And, and, and this is a prime example of, God damn, you think, well, what's that horrible one from fucking uh, uh, Hot in the Shade? Uh, the Michael Bolton. Forever. Forever. You think that shit's bad? Holy fuck. This one is ten times worse. Mm. This this one written by Paul Stanley and Bob Ezrin. And it's it's just it's so forced and so you know there there's nothing natural about this song. This is like <clears throat> song mechanics coming in. Um a horrible, horrible this is probably one of the the only kiss song I think that uh, ballad that is worse than this would be that horrible one from uh, Detroit Rock City uh, that finally found my way or whatever. Detroit oh. Rock City. Oh, the yeah. Wait, wait, Detroit Rock City. You mean the soundtrack? Yeah. Oh, the one with Dion Warren. Yeah, yeah. When they're yeah. trying to capitalize on the Aerosmith connection of uh, don't want to. Yeah. Gonna... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Th- this was right there. With this is a horrible horrible fucking song that Paul Stanley should be ashamed of and and still to this day I don't give a fuck Paul Stanley I I believe is the best writer in Kiss he's written the best songs the ones that stand the test of time but 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 he's not without faults and as much as he likes to shit on Gene about the 80s like oh Gene checked out Gene wasn't doing shit the funny thing is when Gene came back you did the same fucking thing motherfucker you know, th- 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 this is horrible tripe. This is like, 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 you know, Asia wouldn't do this fucking song. This I love to album of Asia. Don't. I, hey, hey, yeah, but I'd rather hear Heat of the Moment than this shit. Horrible fucking song. What do you think? All right, um, <clears throat> and that, and like I said, not to be repetitive, I said make Ian go first on review because I've mentioned this woman in the past with certain songs, and then you felt bad. Where so, anyways, I wrote, "This is when I turn into a wuss." I like this song. Reminds me of Lori Sue, the greatest girl ever by far. She loved this song and hated Kiss. Rest in peace, Lori Sue. So I my my opinion of the song is clouded. It's not neutral. It, it's very very personal. It's the the greatest oh. woman I've ever been with. And I know I, I mentioned her in the previous thing. You go oh now I feel like shit. I have to shit on your woman. But I was with this woman off and on for 19 years, and she was the greatest. And she loved the song. So I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for this song. And no. I, I, I I admit I'm not neutral. Okay. So and I admit all those things you just said are valid. And if I was neutral, if I was never with her, I'd say, yeah, 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 go, 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 Godzilla. But no, I, I there's just when I have a connection to people I love, and if a song reminds me of the person, I don't care if the next person, the guy at the bus stop, hates it, or whatever. I'm gonna stick by it, and I just have a very soft spot in my heart for it because this girl was the greatest person in the world. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. So. So yeah, so uh, there you go. Like I said, this is when I turn into a wuss. Yeah. All oh, the no, things you said are valid. I, 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 I admit it. I admit it. I admit it. I get that, but what you said speaks in volumes. This woman didn't love Kiss, but she, she liked this. She she liked this song. And yeah, that that, 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 that tells her solo record. She liked. Uh, There's just certain. First of all, she was a decade older than me. So right, but that you know, that t- that t- that tells you everything. 
you need to know. This person didn't like Kiss, and they like this song because this song is not Kiss. You know, just like, you know, at some point in time, I'm going to die, and you're going to stand up for like, hey, every time I hear 99 loop balloons, I remember Ian, you know? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. There's, a, there's more other songs that I'll think of you. but uh, Okay, well, I happen to love 99 Loop Balloons, so... Oh, I love that song, too. I love it. Even the, I, I, I even love the German version. You know, Stephen Kirsch. Oh, yeah, well, like, I hate it. It's like, what the fuck, Hitler? Shut the fuck up. See Kyle. See Kyle. You know, whatever. But, uh, but no, I, I, I can understand... I, I can understand why you like this song, but at least you acknowledge... Yeah, being real. I mean, I could sit here yeah. and, you know... Yeah. Agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, man. I mean, when the shit hits the fucking heart with me personally, I don't care how shitty it is. When it has to do with some sort of life experience, someone that you fucking adored and loved, you know, I can't emphasize how much that clouds the perspective of how good a song is, even though most people would say, it's horrible, dude. Get rid of it. But now for me, man, it just, you know, I did that. We did it a podcast another album and i it was like one of the very few songs anyway so there's my thing all right next song paralyzed what do you think ian talk to me paralyzed i dig this fucking song this is one of the the glorious three that i love on this album and uh this one uh did have a co-write from bob asburn so i gotta give him a little bit of credit here um and it's written by Ezrin and Gene Simmons, which means it was probably 99% written by Bob Ezrin. Uh, right. He got credit because they asked him to write it. <laughs> but but, but I, I, I dig this one. I, I, it has, like, the the demon persona. Uh, and I, and I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's nothing there's nothing on this album that comes close to unholy unholy is an anomaly but you know you, you know this 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 one and uh you know that thou shall not and paralyze those would be the three songs on this album that i'm like okay i can get behind that i mean unholy i'm behind a thousand percent that to okay. me that is a perfect perfect fucking song that that's like stairway to heaven hotel california perfect fucking song um like you said it's an anomaly you know yeah. no, no, not to steal a really album title but, uh, yeah oh my god a record yeah well. and while, while i got you here will you not admit that that's a horrible album revenge no anomaly Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I wouldn't say horrible, but it's below average. Yeah, pretty fucking bad. Yeah, All right, this song is passable. I, I I like this song, Paralyzed. Uh, you know, it's far from the best. You know, it's uh, it's like a ugly girl across the street. You know, uh, good from afar, but far from good. You know, but I like it. I like it. Right, right, right. I, 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 this is one. This is one I would keep on my phone. Like if I had this and I'm deleting all the other songs, I would keep paralyzed. I could yeah, paralyze. So I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Uh, uh, just to piggyback on our last, uh, you, we were talking about talking about Ace Frehley's solo albums, everything. I said, oh, I like all of them. 
I kind of equated like they are all pretty much below average. And for the most part, they are, okay? With the exception of 78. That is brilliant. That that test, that is, uh, that is as good as any, almost as good, if not as good as any Kiss album. As any I agree. I agree. Ever. And then to a lesser extent, Freely's Comet, I love that. I dig it. Uh, uh, but... All the other ones, basically, no, they're all very below average. They have very few good songs, I and I'm the Ace Freely uh, I, I, But I'm I, real. I, I don't want any Kiss fan. Oh, he's the the the, the 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 arbiter of. He sticks up for everything. No, I'm real, dude. Here's the deal, Dilly D. It's uh, you know, no, without. And I, I love. I love that you admit that, though. I love that. But, but I've always admitted that to you, dude. Right, right, no, but, but I love you. know, no, I'm not. I'm not a fucking tool. I'm not yeah. a tool. Yes, Ace Frehley is my favorite musician ever. Him, Carl Skremsky, and my dad were the 70s, okay? They are my three favorite people of the 70s, okay? So that's a fact. Ace Frehley is great. I love him. And, but no, as far as solo material, all week. The last album stunk. I listened to it a couple times. Like, pass. I remember you got it as a. Uh, uh, you guys used to get all the, you know. I mean, we all. You would always. You guys would always want me to do uh, reviews of new albums, and everything, and I didn't have the ability to fucking get the link and da 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 da. But no, 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 no. Ace Freely, seventy-eight solo, brilliant. Nothing better. Uh, to a lesser extent, uh, Freely's Comet first album, and then after that. Week, week, week. Good song here, good song there. Sh- mostly shitty songs, mostly terrible songs. But I will say, the Live to Win album, every Ace Freely solo album is better than that. Piece of fucking Oh, oh <laughs> li- li- Live to Win is fucking horrible. Oh my God, is that so bad? It's terrible. I know I'm going off the beaten path, but yes, oh know. man, and, and I'm the Paul Stanley cocksucker, man. I'm the guy like, oh, give me that Paul Stanley dick. You like Paul Stanley '78 better than fucking Ace? Oh my goodness gracious, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, well oh, let that? me paralyze if you don't mind. Pretty cool song, some nice, tasty Kulik riffs, as I said before. Second best song on the record would have been better with no Paul Stanley backing vocals. That said. Three out of five chopsticks. So continue on your yeah, thing. I wanted yeah, to get but, this out. But like I've, I've always said with with the uh, you know the battle between Stanley and the Ace Frehley solo albums, uh, it it just came down to numbers. Like I acknowledge that overall, Ace is stronger, but there's only one song on Paul that I don't like, and that's that, that fucking horrible. Baby, won't you touch me? I've yeah, sang that song. Yeah. 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 That 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 that's a horrible song, but on Aces so on. But then again, okay, I live in. On, on Aces, there's two horrible songs. What? What? Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. New York Groove is one of them. You hate that. What's the other yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, what's on your mind? What's on your <laughs> mind? Oh, that riffage pulls away the lyrics. Lyrics are uh, weak. Great. Oh, so so wow. so, so stupid. So stupid. But I mean. But I mean, other than that, I mean, you got shit like fucking ozone and fucking rip it out, and you know. This, this, I know. Gracious, give me an eight ball and give me a bottle uh, of whiskey. Fucking, you know, amazing. I love that. But I mean, god damn. I mean, even fucking. I, 
you you love fucking the first Riley's comment a lot more than I do. You know, but you 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 can you compare any of those uh, to fucking the '78 album, like. It's, oh my it's, God, it, it sounds like Cat Shit City. Oh, it's horrible. It's, but. it's like he shot he shot his fucking wad, and then you listen to the three Ace songs on fucking Unmasked are like three of the worst songs I've ever heard in my fucking life. You know? Yeah, oh, I mean, just, just fucking horrible, horrible. But at the same time, I love Ace. Don't oh, let me no, wrong. Gonna, no, hold on. If you're going to go with Unmasked, uh, I got a question for you, Lovable Wadzilla. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're saying um, the three Ace Unmasked songs are worse than You're All That I Want. Yeah, yes. You're all yes. Really? Yes. yes. I, I, I think they, they are the, the worst fucking songs on. I, every other song on Unmasked. Is, is better than the three so eight songs. Songs. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's how bad I hate the Ace Frehley songs. But then again, I, I mean, look look at fucking Dynasty. I hate Two Thousand Man. Oh wow! I, I hate that. that but you know, I'm a huge uh, Stones fan. I don't like the Stones version. I just don't like the fucking song. But. Right. Uh, what, what's the other Ace song? Uh, fucking um, yeah, I, dude, that song is amazing. I love that fucking song. Love it, love it. Which one? Times or Save Your Love? Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, you were breaking up. Save your love, save your love. Oh my god, save, save it, save it. Oh my god, do I love Save Your Love? I like hard times. I like hard times too, but Save Your Love is like. It, it is like a tie. Like I, I love Dynasty. You were my hooker. Bam, bam, bam. I was your coke dealer. Yeah, yeah, badass dude. So fun. Yeah, so, no, I, I, I dude, I, I, I love Dynasty a lot more than I should. But be, you know, for me, it's a battle between uh, Sure Knows Something and Save oh, Your Love for the best song. Those are, we those did are my podcast on Dynasty. You remember that? What's that? We did a podcast on Dynasty. Fuck if I know, you know. Yeah, really good. Even though but, I was too drunk. But uh, but no, I mean those those songs are fucking amazing, dude. I mean I still, oh sure knows something. I think oh that song doesn't get enough credit. I think that is. Oh, I know. I know. And so, but I feel the same way about Save Your Love, and I I've seen a lot of people online that talk shit about Save Your Love, and I'm like, really? I'm like, that song's fucking awesome, man. I've I've seen the same thing, brother, but I don't get it. Like, really? You know, okay. you know. But but then I've, I've I've seen people who like go online and say, oh, Talk to Me is a good song. I'm like, that is one of the worst. Fucking- oh my one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my fucking life is Talk To Me. And and what sucks is it's like a testament to, like, you know, how big Ace's head got because his album sold the best, which rightfully so. It was a great album. The 15 hit. Yeah, you know. Whatever it was. But goddamn, you know, Torpedo Girl, Talk To Me, and whatever the fucking other horrible song was. I mean, those were horrible songs. Horrible songs. But, uh, uh, fuck it. We got to get through this fucking piece of shit. Yeah, all right. Number 11. 
Uh, talk to me, Wadzilla. I just wanna. Talk to me. What do you think about this oh. song? Oh my god. This uh, even Benny Vincent can't save this shit. You know? And, Good analysis. You know, it it it's it's such a fucking rewrite of fucking, you know, Eddie Cochran. Uh but it, it it's like God, really? Re- again, this makes me want to go back to those other songs that Paul Stanley said, this sounds so good, we didn't even need those songs. You know, I was like, really? Like, what song is worse than I Just Wanna? You know? And and even though, you know, I kind of get the I Just Wanna forget you, but it's like so, it's so stupid and so kid-like. And I could I could kind of forgive a juvenile lyric, like if the, if the rest of the song justified it, like it was like, okay, it's got bad lyrics, but what a hook! But you're basically rewriting Eddie Cochran musically, and then you got this horrible shit on top of it. And uh, th- this is the one song, like the other two songs that Vinnie Vincent co-wrote. You could hear Vinnie Vincent in the song, you know, like. Okay, yeah, I get that. That's a Vinnie Vincent lick. You know, that's this. I don't hear Vinnie Vincent in this at all. And Vinnie Vincent just paid me 50 bucks to say that, too. Because <laughs> he's ashamed of this shit. What a, a, a stupid... I mean, uh, again, this is like... You know, people get so mad when I compare Kiss to Poison. And I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, they both wear makeup. Ones look like clowns. One look like girls. But they write, you know, what is basically rudimentary musical songs that are fuck me, suck me lyrics. You know, the lyrics are stupid. The music's easy to play, and you're dressed like a caricature. <laughs> you know, so I see a lot of. You know, poison and kiss. You know, and these people like, oh, kiss is badass, but poison sucks. Like, really? Okay, listen to I just wanna. You know, listen to this shit without you know seeing a video of seeing Paul Stanley. I totally see fucking Brett Michaels singing this fucking shit. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, but when you make a blanket statement like that, I I understand why Kiss fans would go batshit crazy because. You're comparing it to this weak-ass post-70s classic kiss. Poison doesn't compare to fucking 70s kiss, please. Right, yeah. right, right. But, does, but does, when you use the... T- when you say this is bet kiss, poison, it basically puts everything under the same umbrella, which is all kind all of right. disingenuous. Okay, okay but, but but you you tell me this shit. What's uh, like, like fucking crazy nights through this shit. How right. far removed is that from Unskinny Bob? Realistically, real it's musically not, and we're, lyrically. We're talking about revenge, so if you want me to go back two albums, okay. Right That's- now, but e- even this song, could you not see this on fucking Poison on a Poison oh, album? That song, no doubt about it. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 where, where, you know, what, what's this fucking outrage? It's it's just as bad as Poison. So. If you're gonna make fun of Poison, you got no you got no room to make fun of fucking '80s Kiss. You know, what do you think? Of I just wanna. Oh my god, possibly the worst song on this album. When I listened to this song yesterday, I was offended and I was violated, and my ears bled with disgust. Pathetic. 
Vinnie Vincent, what the fuck were you thinking? Zero out of five chopsticks and more rotten rat crab rangoon. Matter of fact, Ian Wadley, I have written a better song than this. Did you know oh. that? No, I did not know that. Yes. This is a song I wrote back in 2015, and I think it's better than this. It goes like this. Oh, Wadzilla, why do you love the tortilla? <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I think it's better. So there you go. That's what I think about. I just want I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible. Vinny Vincent, how dare you? How dare you? You pimp. I stuck you all the way until you fucked up Chris Sinzak fucking uh, rockin' pod. Up after that, I said fuck oh, you. Oh, my but, God. Oh, God damn it. why don't you love the tortilla? That was my favorite song. Why don't you love the tortilla? There you go, Dilly that, D. I think that's a great song. Anyway. That was my favorite song of my visit in fucking San Francisco. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and, thank you so much. And, and that, that just reminds me of you and me walking down the streets. Oh, my God, this was so awesome. So, <laughs> so for those of you who weren't there, which means all of you listening. So, so... So Wang, Wang and myself are walking down the streets, and and by walking down the streets, I mean it's like, like like a pit to hell, like it's going straight down. It was much better than walking up. But I had this little JBL speaker, which I still have, and so so me and Wang were walking around fucking San Francisco, blaring Judas Priest, having like the best time ever oh god with no drugs I might add no drugs but we were drunk as a fucking it was that it was one of the greatest if not the greatest time ever oh my god this motherfucker picks me up okay so this guy meets me I I, I land in uh, you know I'm going to San Francisco but I land in Oakland so I take the BART to San Francisco and if you don't know the BART look it up god damn it do some work so I take the BART to San Francisco, and I come out of the BART, and I've never seen Bill Wang before in my life. I have no idea what this guy looks like. I'm going to live with this guy for a couple the next couple of days. I have no idea what he looks like, um, you know, because you keep that shit very secret. And and then I walk out of the BART. There's Bill Wang, and he's just waving his arms, and I know it's Bill Wang. What's this motherfucker have but a 12-pack of Rolling Rock just for me? <laughs> On ice. On ice. We walk around. We stop at a park, and he's like, we're not supposed to drink in this park. He goes, but fuck it. We're going to do it. So we get drunk. We're just knocking back fucking Rolling Rocks. We had the best time. And in Square Center, you damn right. Oh, I said, you oh. know, we're going to stop here. And yeah, that was magical, man. You know, it was great. It was fucking great. I wish it would happen that, more often, but you know. that was that was a fucking weekend. Then we took the bar to Oakland, went to the Raiders game. The uh, Raiders mm-hmm. got their ass kicked, but still had a good time. And you with oh. the first, your ATM card. Oh my god! When I lost my ATM card, that was the fucking worst. Oh, oh my! But you know what? We still had a great time, and the best was like. You know, the, the the minute we get into the Coliseum, and and I'm like, I don't care, I gotta piss, and then I'm pissing next to some cholos, and the next thing you know, we're hanging with the cholos, and we're, hey. we're and they we're, loved you. Oh my god, that's why. <laughs> uh, 
Godzilla, why do you love those tortillas? Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, we're, we're eating good food. We're drinking fucking tequila. We had a good. We were so fucked up at that game. Oh my god. Yeah, drinking whiskey on the way there. Yeah. Oh my god. It sucks. It was so long ago, but uh, I'm gonna be there. I owe it to you. Now that I make a lot more money, I'm gonna be there. And uh, as soon as shit gets happened, but yeah, it was a. It was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and we, we we did shit on the Bart that mere mortals would get arrested for. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. You no, know, Wang is even talking. Like, I got, I got this big, like, forty ounce beer. He's like, you know, you're not really supposed to drink on the bar, but fuck it. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, I gave up. I know. Oh, my <clears throat> fuck yeah, my brother. Fuck yeah. Hey, let's close this out. Car right. Jam 1981. What do you think, man? Talk to me about uh, this. Uh, this one, I think, is an atrocity. And uh, a tribute at the same time. Okay. Uh, it 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 tears me apart that you know they they remove what Ace, you know I the know. guitar player. I know. The definitive. You know? I know. You know it's breakout. You know it's breakout. Call it breakout. Right. You know you know fuck this car jam eighty one shit. It's fucking breakout. It would become breakout on on uh, the Fraley's Comet first, you know, album. Great and, song. And song. Un- unfortunately, you know, you know, Ace wanted wanted Eric to play on it, but Kiss wouldn't let him. So Anton Fig played on it. But this was something he wrote with with Eric, you know, during the Elder, and it's better than any song on the fucking Elder. You right. Know, call this fucking shit breakout, mm-hmm. and. Carr was supposed to play Breakout on that album, but but Gene and Paul stopped him from participating on the first Fraley's Comet album. Uh, you know, and then you have Ace's guitar work erased and replaced with Bruce Kulick playing. Because uh, g- there's no Gene and Paul to be heard on this song. Uh, on the version you hear on on Revenge. It's just fucking Eric Carr with the overdubs by Bruce on bass and guitar. Mm-hmm. And so there's a part of me that's really pissed off about that, but then there's a part of me that knows like Eric also had a strong bond with Bruce. Right, big time. You know, they they were the guys that got treated like shit, you know. And if you read a lot like man Paul Stanley talks a lot of shit about Eric Carr. Now that he's dead, I know. Isn't that crazy? Like a lot of shit, you know. You know, but I, I, I mean, here's another thing that will even, you know, make you feel even worse about Kiss is when you find out about like when Eric Carr was going through cancer, and and like what Kiss was willing to pay for for him being a member. Like there was issues with that. that. Yeah, there was issues with that about them covering his medical bills. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like it, it, it's like this band that you think is like, you know, oh, they're superheroes and they're this and that, you know, no, they're they're kind of assholes as fucking people in real life, and and how this man who was treated, and you talk to anybody who met Eric Carr, you know, during his tenure in Kiss, 
he was the one that would always meet with the fans and would always do this. And he was treated very poorly in the band and treated like a second class citizen. And, you know, he was this and that, you know, and Paul Stanley, you know, as much as I love Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley's like, oh, oh, you know, Eric Howitt, though. So, uh, you know, insecure. <laughs> I love your Paul Stanley invitation. You, know, you go, his, go, go. His, his, <laughs> his insecurities hampered him and stuff like that. Well, like, no wonder fucking Eric Carr was insecure the way you fucking treated him, you know? And the way yeah, you did this, that, you know? And, like, like Eric Carr did not want to re-record Beth for, for uh, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits, but he was forced to, you know? He didn't want to do that shit because he knew it wasn't right, you know. But Paul, Gene, and Paul made him do it, you know. And you know, as time goes on, there's people that I gain more and more respect for, and the two that I gain the most respect for is Eric Carr and Bruce Kulick. Even though, like, like I said, the, you know, you know, Wayne sucking that Bruce Kulick dick on this episode, I don't think his guitar <laughs> works all that great. But I like him as a. I like him as. A, I stand by I, everything he said. That's right. It. You know, I like him as a person, and I yeah. like him. You know, like I love what he did on Asylum. You know, but it, it's it's like you know, Kiss isn't this like awesome perfect band. You know, you've got a couple of mean motherfuckers who have manipulated people and and use shit to their advantage. And to me, this is like a clap back kind of like backhanded compliment to Eric Singer you know because they didn't treat Eric Singer that well and especially you when mean he got Carr? You mean Carr? Eric Carr I'm sorry I'm drunk Eric Carr they didn't treat Eric Carr that well no and, horrible terrible and, yeah you know you watch some videos and it's all like cry me a river bullshit like politically correct shit but if you look behind the scenes and and all you gotta do is look, look at the Eric, Eric Carr's family Eric Carr family has a lot of lawsuits against Kiss right. about how they handled shit and that's why you don't see certain things like I, I saw a thing online like you know Kiss is always trying to shell out you know schlock for you to buy because you're a sucker Kiss fan that buys everything Right. but but there, there was like some Asylum uh, I'm not Asylum uh, Unmasked era t-shirt that they put out recently and Eric Carr's face is blacked out. Oh, no. And there, really? there, yeah, yeah. And there was a big thing online like, oh, man, why is Eric Carr's, you know, because it was a shirt based on the Australian tour, you know, which was Eric Carr's debut. And they're like, why, you know, why is it Eric Carr's face on here? Why is it blacked out? And it's because they would have to pay money to Eric Carr's family and they don't want to do it. Wow. They, they 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 don't want to do it. So so rather than than pay what what's probably not a lot of money, they just black out Eric Carr's face, which is no different than look look at the the, the Kiss My Ass album, you know the, the the cover album. Remember when they fucked up? Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, well that's it, when Ace owned his his. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah. But they. They did. They didn't want to pay Ace, so they're like, "Okay, we'll change." Or Van Halen when Roth joined the, rejoined the band in 2007, when they waxed out fucking poetically, fucking Michael Anthony from all the album yeah. covers. Just, just as di- diabolical. Oh yeah. Continue, 
but but that that was Eddie. That wasn't Dave. That, that was Eddie. Oh, oh, of course it wasn't Dave. Dave can do no wrong. Anyway. Hey, 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 Dave put out some shitty fucking albums. Dave can do wrong. I know, I know. I just had to say but, that Santa Claus. But Dave Dave wanted Michael Anthony back in the band. Right. Mm. You know, it's Eddie who doesn't want him back in the band. <clears throat> right. But anyway. But Eric Card, a cartoon made when you were saying. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. Van Halen's a thousand times better than Kiss. So right. All right. So are you done with Card Jam eighty one? All right. Here's my turn. Uh, no, no I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I, I'm saying there's some really bad shit about. You know. You know, Kiss are dying right. from cancer in the insurance aspect. No, it was pathetic. Yeah. Because a, this was sinking at the time, so their fucking bottom line was fucking uh, in the red. Yeah, uh, right. you know, and they couldn't, you know, yeah, it's pathetic, man. Well, it's well, fucking it, sick. If we knew the truth, it was it, exactly it, as was projected. Right. They fuck, it, you know, and I hate to be a fucking anti-Semite here. They jewed his ass out of his fucking cut. And his family out right. of his and, and cut. Even, out even of, so, pathetic, dude. You know, even something we didn't talk about. Uh, okay, so so Revenge is supposed to be Eric Singer's first fucking uh, you know album with Kiss. Uh, Kevin Valentine, who Man. who who replaced Peter Chris on Psycho Circus. Uh, Eric, Eric Valentine was the drummer on Take It Off. Right, right, it's not Eric Singer. Dick right. Wag, Dick Wagner, who replaced Ace Fraley on uh, on Sweet Pain on Destroyer, right. played the played the guitar solo on Every Time I Look at You. That's not right. Bruce Kulick. That's right. Derek yeah. Wagner. Very true. You know, it's a, it's like everything about this band, like like is 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 a fucking lie. You know, and and that's what that's what bothers me is because you buy right, into the. All right, uh, you know, I, I, okay, 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 okay. So, um, you told me many, many times throughout the years. Okay, yes. we're not talking about one night drunk. We're all fucking talking. You said original Kiss was, and this is just fucking a year ago. Okay, you said original Kiss. If you had a gun to your head, would probably be your number seven band of all time. Do you stand by that statement, Mr. Ian Wadley? Uh, eh, pro- probably around there, man. I, I still love the old shit, you know. Okay. But, Enough said. You don't have to expand, expound, whatever. That's good. But I, I, just, I, I, yeah. I just wanted that publicly knowledge because everybody likes to be revisionist historians. Oh, I never right. said that. Blah, blah, blah. Good. Man up. Respect. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I love old kiss. I love old kiss, but man, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't what it used to be. So they're one of your favorite bands by analysis. So right on, cool. Right on. All right, what do you think about Car Jam? Um, <clears throat> Car Jam 1981. <clears throat> I was lucky enough to see an Eric Carr in makeup. That was my prime. It was amazing, okay? I was lucky to see Eric Carr in makeup, and I saw every tour he was on with Kiss, with the exception of Unmasked. Eric Carr, God bless him. I will never forget him. No rating. I can't rate this. I, I have issues. I should have been A's, Dilly D. But I have respect for Eric Carr. I want to end this analysis of the Zach record. 
by saying, God bless Eric Carr. I will never forget him. I saw you every motherfucking tour. You were the man of the people. And um, I fucking just love that guy, man. I fucking loved him. I respected him. I thought he was fucking fantastic as a drummer. He's my second favorite drummer ever in Kiss. He had his own identity, and I loved him. And, uh, you know, I can't really rate it. I can nitpick, and, yeah, I mean, all the things you said are spot on. You know, replacing Ace's licks, diddly deep, whatever. But um, a respectful tribute to um, um, Eric Carr. I wish I would have kept the the initial Ace uh, uh, riffs of that song. Bruce Kulick did an admirable job to copy Ace, and uh, I think it's uh, out of respect. It was really cool for them to name a song after Eric Carr because he was such a huge part and belonged. Hear me. It's George McGovern, my buddy that's dead now. Great attorney in, in uh, San Francisco. I used to oh, I thought, you, I thought you were talking about the fucking senator. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, anyways. I'm great. I, I nothing. Bow down to Eric Carr. I love the guy and I miss him dearly. So that is my final analysis and our final analysis of the final song off of 1992's Revenge album that came out within a week of Lovable Love Boat's 18th birthday. So there you go. Yeah. So so we both agree this album sucks, right? Oh, absolutely. Horrible. <laughs> All right. Terrible. All right. Well, let's let's go to something that doesn't suck. Uh, okay. Let's go to pick of the weeks. What is your pick of the week? All right. I put it not. Uh, you know, I try to pick. Throughout all the years that I've appeared on this amazing podcast, I've tried to go out of the boundaries. I've picked angry Samoans and all sorts of different sort of shit. But I had to pick this because the last month I've been falling in love with this album again. I got this record, Christmas 1978, along with Double Platinum. And it would be 1978's Rolling Stones' brilliant album, Some Girls. Some girls just like to get fucked all night. The black chicks, they just don't have that much jazz. That much jazz. <laughs> I love it. I love some girls. I love the era. I love the look. I love everything about it. That was my Rolling Stones. Because I was brought up, my dad turned me on to the Rolling Stones, his 60s shit. So when the Rolling Stones came around and, did, and then finally broke out, I mean, compared to Black and Blue and um, It's Only Rock and Roll and uh, not necessarily Let It Bleed and whatnot, but... Uh, when some girls came out, it was all of a sudden the Rolling Stones were back in the fucking popular culture, and little kids like me gravitated towards popular culture, and um, that was a massive statement of popular culture, and a lot had to do with the song "Miss You," which was you know, oh, what a song, multi-format. It fucking had the killer fucking funky ass fucking disco beat. And Mick prancing around like the stud that he is. Yeah, man. Some girls. Oh, man. It gives me goosebumps to this day. Uh, that's oh, my pick. What an L. And, and that's, I mean, you already set what I, like, I'm already fucked up now. Like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, you know, for those who don't know, I called Bill Wang last night after I recorded a new episode of Diablos and Podcastica. I called Bill Wang and we talked for like two plus hours. 
Yeah, and, and, and I got all fucked really? up, and man, I woke up this morning like so hungover, like oh fuck, and I got to do an episode with Bill Wang, and I'm so hungover. But you know, I assured Bill Wang, I'm like, don't worry, I'm gonna get drunk again. We're gonna have a good episode. But now, yeah, it means, and at the beginning, I wasn't sensing the the energy of the typical Wadzilla that everybody is so adorable. Oh and yeah, every- no, no. Oh, yeah. around. I'm grateful that you asked me to be back on your podcast after all the drama of being fired and chastised and erased all the contributions. Hey, I, I didn't fire your ass, motherfucker. You know, I love you. Yeah, but your co-host did, and I, you know, I have no, you know, bad thoughts about that. You know, but just it, it, is, it, it, it is. It is what is. But you know what's more important is like the minute we're done. I am gonna fucking crank some girls. Uh, uh, I'm excited, you know, because some some girls is like probably one of the most important albums in my history as a human being because that is like awesome. I kind of knew that, but I'm really glad you're. Yeah, no, no, no. That is my first memory of music. My, my my very first memory that I can track down, I can say, yeah, I remember this, is listening, you know, to my dad playing Miss You. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom will tell stories about me in a little onesie singing John Denver's Thank God I'm a Country Boy. <laughs> but I don't remember that. I honest to God, you know, I, 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 I don't remember that. But I remember... Uh, my dad had a chair and it was my dad's chair much like Archie Bunker had a chair much like you know fucking his throne (laughs) yeah you know it was his throne you know Al Bundy had his couch with his hands down his pants my my dad had a rocking chair and I remember like sitting in his chair listening to Miss You and that is that is one of my first musical memories of all time. Oh. Uh, honestly, it, it honestly is. It's my first memory of. Music. Oh, I don't doubt that. You're four or five years old. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your dad. Yeah. I've heard all sorts of great stories about your pops. Fortunately, both my parents are uh, still alive. They had me in high school, so they're only less than twenty years older than me. So. I'm very grateful, and I've heard all sorts of amazing. Your dad was very influential. If you listen to the what, back in the day, Wadzilla Rock show on uh, you know internet radio, a lot of that shit is in your heart. Was stuff that your old man taught you, and oh, bowing yeah. on to Father Wadley, damn straight. Yeah. And I'm really glad you loved that album. I kind of figured you did. I know we kind of talked about it before. But it's just such an important album. For oh yeah, I, I, I mean, when it comes down to it, I I am like first and foremost, I am a Mick Taylor era Stones fan. I mean, I think that is the best, and I, I give all I agree I, with I, that. I, I, yeah. I give all the respect in the world to Brian Jones too, because they never would have never would have got where they got without Brian Jones. Brian Jones was so instrumental. Massive, and you know, because it used to be for a lot of people that don't know, it was Brian Jones and the Rolling Stones before it was the Rolling Stones. That's how instrumental that motherfucker was, you know. But a lot of people overlooked the Ron Wood era, like, okay, yeah, it ain't the same, you know. But it don't matter because Ron Wood was right there with fucking some girls. 
and some girls is just black girls just want to get fucked all night. I just don't have that much jam. Yeah. Oh God, you damn! Just masturbating. You have the come to you come courts. You uh, fucking yeah. world wide record of jacking off during the twenty four hour period. Uh, twenty times. Yeah, and, and, and everybody knows. Everybody knows that listen to the show. I got a brown sugar tooth. Ain't no white woman fuck like a black girl. I'm sorry. Don't have. I, I know that more than anybody else, and we're not talking yeah. about the Republican yeah. chick you were seeing. Well, I'm sorry. I, I speak from experience. Ain't yeah. no woman throw some pussy on you like a sister. Oh, do you ever good Lord. do you ever talk to her anymore? Who? The black chick you were seeing, or the Republican family was in the military last oh, year. Oh no, no, no! That chick, uh, uh, that chick. Unfortunately, I never got to fuck her. I wish I would, because oh my yeah. god, she was. Fucking oh my god, hot. she was fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I sent you the pictures. No, no that chick. Oh, yeah, oh you sent pictures. <laughs> C- crazier, yes. crazier than a shit house rat, but you know, yeah. you yes, know. A, a, a Republican black woman is basically the same as, as a straight white male who likes Van Hagar. Like, right. yeah, yeah, no, no. There's, there's something. You told me about that because it was after the breakup, previous to Chana, God bless her soul, dying. It was after the breakup, and you were just yeah. hitting chicks, you know. And I say hit, meaning hooking up, going on dates, diddly d. And I was there trying to fucking, yeah. you know there for you and everything oh, but man, if, no. that's my pick what's your pick of the week my pick of the week is, is it's funny because you know we talk about a band that i used to love and now i almost hate and now we're going to a band that i used to hate and now like i'm really finding a new resurgence for mm. and that is pearl jam pearl, pearl jam, jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam was a band like I, I, you know, I bought 10 like everybody else my age did. And I was like, okay, there's some cool songs on this, but uh, Generation X, your little kids like you or my age, we're the same generation. Right. right. You know, but 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 it was one of those things. It was almost like revenge. Uh, I liked it a lot when I first got it, and then I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm all on board with this shit. You know, it's kind of boring. And then, and then, to me, Pearl Jam just got like I always respected Pearl Jam, like what they stood for and the stands they took, like against Ticketmaster and all this shit. But you know, then they're coming out with songs like Better Man and Daughter, and it's all these songs about girls, and I'm like. I'm sorry, you know, I, you know, you know, like I'm a guy. I don't give a fuck about the plight of women and their problems. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to hear this in my rock and roll. I'm sorry, I don't get it. But uh, this last album they put out, it's called Gig Giganton or some shit like that. Anyway, I read about it. It's, so that's your pick of the week. Oh wow, that, cool. that 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 is my pick of the week. Like I listened to it, and I was like, they really got me. With uh, the first song, Dan- "Dance the Clairvoyance," and mm-hmm. like I heard they were putting out an album, like who gives a shit? It's Pearl Jam. It's it's gonna be some lame, like you know, white guys feeling the plight of you know the suffering women of the world, right. like the same bullshit. Yeah, yeah. like, like oh my, that's l- brilliant. L- l- like like I'm a liberal, but I'm not that liberal, if you know what I mean. 
You know, like I'm the I'm the I'm the liberal guy that loves racist jokes, and <laughs> you know, right. and it's like I believe in free speech, and you know, like people take shit way too hard, you know. But at the same time, unlike Republicans, I believe people should have equal rights and shit like that. So I'm that kind of guy. But uh, you know, I'm definitely not like the snowflake guy or like the woke culture or shit like that. Right, you know? right, right. So anyway, I see, I, I see, uh, fucking adorable little Polak Chris Inzak, you know, post this thing about the new Pearl Jam video. He's like, oh, this is the best fucking uh, Talking Heads song I've heard in years. Huh? And it kind of intrigued me because I was like. Well, Pearl Jam kind of gets on my last nerve with their self-righteousness, but I love Talking Heads, you know? So I listened to the song, and I was like, oh my god. I mean, it, the song Dance of Clairvoyance is, is, is much like fucking Pearl Jam ripping off Talking Heads as, oh, wow. mi- a- as Miss You is ripping off Disco. You know what I mean? It, it's like a, it, it's like a band doing something totally different, but it works. And oh my god, dance with clairvoyance. I mean, yes, it does sound like Talking Heads, even the way like you know Eddie Vedder does his vocal delivery. But it is a badass song. Wow, because, I'm gonna have to check that out when we go. Oh, hang out. oh, wow. dude, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I didn't know you didn't hear it. I think you need to hear this song. And then call me back after we're done. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about Talking Heads. I'm a big Talking Heads fan. I don't like Talking Heads. No, okay. No, no. Okay. Well, I love I, Pearl I, Jam. I, Versus is my favorite album. I love Ten. Vitology had some good shit, but after that, I lost. Right. I know I lost. Right. Uh, well, yeah. I, I I love the new Talking Heads. I mean, not Talking Heads. I love the new Pearl Jam song. And then I listened to the album, and I was like. I kind of like this, you know. It's wow. like, cool, you know, cool. You know, you know, not every song knocked it out of the park for me, but right. I liked more songs than I disliked. Okay. And, and it was one of those things, like, hey, you know, you're you're never too old to learn, and and that's what I hate is when people give up on shit, and you know, especially oh, yeah. the the last couple of years of my life, I listened to so much music from other countries and different shit you know i just explore i don't care you know it's like let me check out this band and instead of going back and like you know listen to van halen every day which i love you know i mean that's my bread and butter is van halen my favorite american band but i don't listen to van halen every day you know why because i want to save it for when i need it i don't want to i don't want to burn it out i get that i get that I want to explore different stuff and I want to try new music from different countries. And spe- especially when you when you check out music from, from other countries, I found there's so much shit like it doesn't matter what country they're from, you hear like American influences and you hear different stuff, but it's it's being interpreted by somebody from another country and it adds a whole nother flavor. And, and something special to it and like I mean you know what are you going to listen to in, in America right now like American music is at an all time worst oh you know, good horrible when, you know when it's shit like the fucking Migos and shit like that you know <laughs> horrible horrible fucking shit 
you know? Mumford and Sons. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, late, yeah, yeah, lady, lady yeah. antebellum and shit like that. Yeah, uh, no, they, no, <laughs> yeah, no. You know, that was twenty years ago. No, when when it when it comes to to, to music, uh, I have no allegiance to a country or some fucking bullshit way. You know, flag waving crap like that. I want to hear good music. I don't care what country you're from or where. You, I want I want something that that talks to my soul that excites oh, me, yeah. okay. you know, and uh, I'm getting that a lot lately from foreign countries and and God bless them, you know, because I, I I don't have any bullshit fucking asshole patriotism too, you know, and I'm really I'm I'm really turned off by bullshit patriotism. I was born in America, and I'm happy about that. I'm proud to be an American. But I'm not proud of America. You know what I mean? You know, like I don't I don't feel like I'm superior to I don't think anybody, anybody with any sort of neutral blood would, would think that. Fuck no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but th- there's a lot of people who think they're superior just because they were born here. No, there's a lot of other countries that are much more far farther advanced. And, and treat their citizens better and do all this shit, you know. We're, we're not like America from World War II, okay? Like we're In the larger like- context, America is the most influential. The, they save, we save the world. Anybody that denies that is a fucking revisionist money morning quarterback. But as far as the context of relevant recent shit, no way, Jose. But if you're talking the big picture... The world needs to bow fucking down to the United States of America. And hear me, I am not who would say that in the relevant times, but I think people that deny that are fucking oblivious. Because if it wasn't for the United States of America, a lot of people would be speaking German and Japanese. Uh, yeah, but you're China, about, China you're would about- be speaking China would be nothing, okay China would be nothing And they would be speaking Japanese We saved their ass And now we're in competition with them You're, They're you're, talking, about, you're talking about 60 years ago Where would Vietnam be without us? I'm talking about same, history Same fucking place, same I, fucking I, place. I, I, I'm talking about history I'm not uh, the break off Well, let's just talk about ratings from 2018 on Same thing as far as me talking about podcasts ratings the whole picture is you either incorporate the whole history or you don't incorporate shit that doesn't mean you fucking give carte blanche to the past that supersedes everything that's now relevant but to deny the function and the relevancy of the structure of what made nah i'm not down with that shit no way jose united states united states of america saved the world now the only problem is we can't save ourselves so there you go <laughs> well I agree with the last part hey there you go <laughs> alright yeah, so- well wow, wow was this a weird and long episode and do I feel bad for the motherfucker that's gotta edit this shit holy moly I'm grateful to the person that's going to edit it, and I can't wait to hear the final product because I'm grateful to whoever is doing it, and I'm awesome, and I hope you get the the sincerity in the two guys that are really, really close and have had 
thousands of hours of conversations, whether it's on the phone or a podcast and everything, whether times are great or times are fucking horrible. When shit, well, I was fucking falling to the wayside, ready to sink. And homeboy was there to say, fuck you, pick you up, or vice versa. Where you damn right about home- that. You damn right about that, because there's plenty of times you picked me up when I was down. So uh, I know I did. I know I did. It was a six-month period that we talked literally every fucking day, and I didn't say probably more than two words for six months because I knew you needed it, and I knew that yeah. Shauna everything to you, but I knew that. Everybody didn't yeah. know that. I knew who the fuck it was. It was the fucking woman of your life. And, you know, to piggyback, you know, to a way lesser extent, because I never lived with her, but all the times I fucked up with Gene Elizabeth, this, that, and the other thing, you are always there for me, and uh, I'm always going to be there for you. Uh, we've never fought, and I think there's something deeper to why we never have. You know, I don't know how except ex- exactly to explain why, but I think there's something to do with you and me that we've always, we've clicked that one initial conversation I'll never forget I, and I wondered about this I was wondering somebody asked me a question What's the fact? probably your your internet child Sam Wentz kid great kid I love that motherfucker I love that kid if it wasn't for you I mean know who the guy was anyways I, and I, I could be wrong but it, the question was the first time I ever talked to you and I started thinking and it's like huh and I don't know exactly when the first time was, but I remember when you at, called me. I was at Pier 39 at the, the the Gold Dust Bar. You probably sent me a a message a week prior. Says, "Hey man, I heard you on Talking Metal. You were talking about Vinny Vincent. I on my own podcast. I want you to be on our podcast. We're going to review. Lick it up. Can I call you Saturday?" Well, yeah, yeah, right on. And I don't even know if we talked to each other before that. I think we did, but maybe we didn't. I remember when I got that phone call, you know, it's like it was 2014, you know, and uh, it was That's on. great. I, I'm, a, I'm a total wet brain. I remember none of that. Like, I have no recollection of how we hooked up. I just know, like, when, well, when do. It, do. you know, well, I no, do. I, no, I know you do, but, but I just know, like, from the minute we hooked up, you know, we bonded. But I have, you know, I'm I'm a a wet brain, though, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, in closing, I want to thank all the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast fans from all around the world. You guys have been amazing. I've been fucking floored and humbled and fucking just brought to my knees with everything. And I realize a lot of people, a lot less than the people that are positive, like, don't like me and that's all good whatever but my relationship with Ian Wadley is is the most solid ever you get me I'm, I'm a very complex person you are too but we're always going to stick by each other and all the shit with me and Ralph you stuck by me you and Ralph I stuck by you anybody that knows anything knows my allegiance is to you and that goes for him you know and I love Ralph and I hope he's doing great but I will forever until the day I'm dead love the fact that you and me are brothers. And I know that that term gets overused at nauseum. How do you, how is somebody a brother if you've never met the guy? You know, I'm guilty of the same thing, but I'm very grateful and I'm 
very honored that you asked me to appear on this podcast and i hope it was entertaining i hope people got it because i think when me and ian get together it's all fucking real shit it is like the real shit it's two <laughs> that love music and this band in particular kiss we love them yes we're the same generation we're both generation x but we're still enough of an age gap that we experience shit on the different real okay but the fact of the matter is we both love Kiss. We both are fucking brothers. And I'm honored to be part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. What we did together is going to be great. And I know for a fact, the fact of the matter is the creators of the podcast were Ralph Vieira and Ian Wadley. And, so, and I just went along for the ride. And I'm very grateful that I did. And there's documents that will be in the ether until the end of time so right on brother i'm very very happy that you asked me to do this i'm honored i'm honored to be to come back to the podcast yes it went bad yes i got mad yes i said some really shitty things about your other podcast guy okay and he said some really fuck things about me too but in the end of the situation we didn't fuck each other's mom i love ralph I will always have a soft spot in my heart for him, even though we don't talk anymore. And I know your situation with him is 10 billion times more complex than mine. And I know things that nobody knows, okay? I know shit that 99.99% of the people out there have no clue about. I know it all, okay? And uh, I know things that he did that have hurt you. I know things that he did that he didn't do that has hurt you, that have broken your heart. Sean. Um, so I just want to say God bless all the rock and metal combat podcast fans in the world, man. You guys are great. You guys fucking incorporated me and I'm very grateful to all you guys. And I will forever for the end of time, be grateful of your love and respect and respect for the fact that I love music and I love Ian. He's been the number one guy. He's stuck by me. There's been times he's pissed me off. Okay. But I pissed him off more than he's pissed me off, but he stuck by me. He didn't bail on me because uh, he knows deep down in his heart, I'd never fucking stab him in the back. I love you, man. You're the man, and I'm very grateful to appear on this podcast. Well, thank you. And uh, like what he said, revenge sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, no, you you are a true friend, and I love you. And uh, it, it, you know, you, you said a lot of amazing things, and uh, you're a very important part of this show and, and the history of the show. So it was great to have you on here, and uh, yeah, just means a lot, and it feels right to be, you know, as, as this show's coming to an end, you know, to have you on here. It's just a, a natural fit, and I love you, brother. I love you more, brother. All right. Well, on that note, if you like this episode, come back next week when we're going to talk about an album that has nothing to do with Kiss, and it's probably some shit you never heard of. But uh, <laughs> Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an we have an album coming up in Portuguese that I have no idea like. I don't know. It better have a good groove to it. 
But, uh, oh, fuck but, yeah, bro. But come back next week. I say next week, but that's very loose. It'll probably be next month. Uh, <laughs> you know, as Rocket Metal Combat Combat Podcast comes to a, you know, a creeping close. Uh, but I, I love the fans. I love everything that this show created, what we stood for. And, uh, you know, I, I, I stand by everything, man. This was, uh, one of the best experiences of my life. And, uh, you know, Ralph Vieira, go fuck yourself. But I hope you feel better because I love you. So, <laughs> and if, if you don't, if you don't understand that, then I can't help you. Mm. Till next week. This is Wadzilla and Bill Wayne, motherfucker. Bam, bam, bam. Diddly D. We'll see you next week. Later.